Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. you fire escape infants i'm so glad you came crawling back to daddy mike for yeah, episode 24 the worst start we've ever had we're <laughs> four done, seconds in i hate this more this, than any intro we've ever done i've done this exact intro several yeah times anytime you do baby shit it's just the grossest weirdest thing. I, I ignore uncle danny this is your daddy <laughs> daddy mike for the babies coming Fuck. back i don't yet know what day it is uh i guess i could fill people in on an unfolding situation in the war uncle room dan over here and the babies uncle, uncle dan, dan and now. Cousin Mary, yeah. uh, Mary <laughs> I just feel like I'm a cousin. posted on Twitter a poll to pretty much determine which day you're listening to this. If you're listening on day one, it's either Monday the 14th or Tuesday the 15th. So uh, if you're listening, you know more than we do right now because huh. you know what day you're listening to this. Yeah, uh, we don't. There's a there's a game we <laughs> want to talk about, but the embargo goes up on a Tuesday. Tunic. Which, if you know, every other Wait, week. Can we not say that if the poll goes? I think you can, yeah, say, can say what it. the okay, poll tunic. is. We just We're waiting can't. on Tunic Embargo. It's Tunic Embargo Watch 2021, 22. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm bad at introing what episodes. year is it? How have uh, I never broken an embargo when I don't know what fucking year it is? Hey, all you babies with your clean diapers out Fuck. there. Daddy Mike's here to change you, even though it's clean. No. I don't I don't I don't need dirty diapers to be dirty. I'm gonna get them off. Yeah. What the fuck are you what? talking about? Stop talking. <laughs> Cut, that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Christ. Uh, I went to uh what have you guys been up to? <laughs> Our I turn. Like, I wanna be I like fatherly stuff. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. What have you guys been doing? <laughs> Yeah, with your lives. <laughs> Playing video games and, I don't know, hanging out, petting dogs. Being normal, Mike. What have you yeah. been doing? Oh, not that. <laughs> um, what I have went- we been doing? I have guests. I have guests in the house for the first time, which is cool. It's nice to try and host people and um, show them around Portland and um, gives you an excuse to go do stuff and um, kind of makes you feel alive. I haven't had guests or been a guest for quite some time, so it feels good to to do and, and be a host for a little bit. We're about to have uh, some guests uh, pretty soon here. And, like, we've been here a year, and it's just like we're all the way out here in Connecticut and don't know anyone, so it's kind of rare we have people by. So I'm also looking forward to uh, to having people by here. Aw. Mm-hmm. I went I think- to a – you think what? 
I think guests are fun, but we were talking about our limits of guests and I still abide by the three-day rule. And I was wondering if you guys agreed that just like fish, guests stink after three days. Uh, depends. Some guests are uh, high maintenance. I would uh, consider my, my father high maintenance, but uh, I really love being around him. So typically when he comes up here, it's like, let's do a good four or five day thing. But by the end of like, you know, 36 hours, we're both about to strangle each other. But some people are just like way more low maintenance and will just kind of like just hang out and do their thing and everything. Um, and so, yeah, I can't believe you described your dad as high maintenance. Well, I know he's listening to this and he's probably going, I'm not high maintenance. I'm the most laid back guy in the world. It's like, it's just <laughs> lots of, like, we've, we've gone over the cigarettes and things like there's always just a million fun little surprises every time uh, you hang out. Uh, but then some people are just like super easy to deal with. So Mike, you've been up here. I, I, I could live in your basement. Most, you wouldn't have to worry about me at all. You know, you slept on the nicest inflatable bed on Amazon. You've given me an inflatable bed. You've rolled out the red carpet. You've stayed in my basement. I've stayed in your basement. We have we told people that we strongly considered against Bianca's objections to having me sleep in a sleeping bag in the woods under the stars, like no tent cover. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. That was going to be a donation. What was and she was- worried about? Me sleeping in a sleeping bag for 12 hours in the darkness. With in bugs the- everywhere, like, like owls and it stuff. It was because of what? That, um, Bianca's just a really nice host. I don't think she wants to put her guests in the forest. I, she- I think it's just like... <laughs> She also it's saved your ass from getting like a 500 gallon drum of fucking barbecue sauce. Oh my God. I, she I saved your ass. Amanda and I like tensed up every time the, the buzzer rang for the apartment. We're like, Oh my God, it's here. It's happening. <laughs> I seriously was looking at it. I was like, that's not much money for a real funny thing. I considered it too. Oh, really? <laughs> It'd be easy for you though. Like you could just oh. go down to that reservoir and dump it all in there. <laughs> you can't dump <laughs> sauce. Illegal. The drinking water in the town would taste so weird. It's like vinegar. Deer drink out of that shit. <laughs> you thought about it too? Yeah, she did mention yeah. that like it's gonna cost that'll like cost them a lot of money to like have to pull that thing like out of a New York apartment. If if we had not just like moved. I would have, I, and like, I didn't, I wasn't part of like a couple that was spending money on stuff. I probably would have done it. What was it? 150? That would be worth it. It's like 150 for like the biggest pain in the ass possible. 50 gallons of barbecue sauce? No, it was like, was it 500 pounds or 500 gallons? It might've been 500. It was a 150 gallons. I think like a, a, no, $150 for like a fuel drum of barbecue sauce. Yeah. But, but like if it was in a video game, it would have exploded if you shot it that size, (laughs) you know, except it was blue. I did. I do wish it was red. It it was premium barbecue. It's the best barbecue sauce on premium. So, oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like you could do a fun bit out of that. Going off their description where you're like putting it in a slip and slide or, um, I do have a slip and slide. A bird bath. Huh? I have a bird bath and a slip and slide. Shit. I could, maybe I just need to get it for myself. Save Mike, you, you should have sent it to me. <laughs> if you put barbecue, sauce. barbecue sauce in a bird bath, and save the step of marinating before you grill it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be feathers under the barbecue layer, but <laughs> so fucking gross. Yeah, that'd be gross. And I love barbecue. Pick them off. Uh, yeah, Dan paid me ten dollars one night after work when we were in the New York office at CBSI to uh, what was it? I think we told the drinking the the water whatever I poured we barbecue sauce in your water. Talked about this. Yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was a tin bucket with ice water from Bud Lights that we, we got like a 20 beer bucket of Bud Lights for the two of us. And we drank them all. And then Dan mixed ice water and barbecue sauce. And I chugged like a pint glass of it. Cause you're cool. I'm really cool. Yeah. But you, I earned a drink. 
Did I ever talk about making <laughs> my assistant it. manager uh, throw up once when I worked at AMC for, by making the, the gross thing with the, the popcorn oil and stuff in it? I don't think so. Okay. You might it's, have. It's short, basically. We used to have a thing that me and the idiot 15-year-olds would do where it's like, okay, we take the courtesy cup of water that we would give customers and whatever we can mix in it to dare the other person to drink, you try to make the worst concoction possible. And uh, our assistant manager, Alexis, was like, oh, I'll try it. And so I made a thing that was like, Two scoops of the orange, like popcorn salt, a bunch of the like popcorn butter oil stuff from AMC, some like Slurpee, and then some sodas and stuff like that. And just a bunch of like salt and like hot dog grease or something. How much do you uh, have to consume? Um, I don't remember if we had strict rules. It was just we had to see if you could like swallow it and really. I feel like having a sip of most substances isn't the worst, but finishing a substance. I don't Yeah, but if do. it's bad enough, you know, even one good swallow will give you a nice pukey time. <laughs> and she she swallowed it and immediately started running for the bathroom and just threw up all over the ground. <laughs> a big win for us. You just plug your nose. Yeah, but a consistency of something's gross enough. It's like I always think like uh when I was in Aruba, they they made a big to-do at this one bar of the scorpion shot thing where it's got like a little scorpion in the shot and you're supposed to like swallow it and it's like Ah, I have enough, enough trouble like just swallowing some, like like a, a shot of liquor that like if it had a fucking stingy leggy bug in it, I would just there's no fucking way I'd be able to swallow that. You don't like chitinous material? Chitinous? Yeah, it's I if I I think that's like a a term for shells and uh, oh. exoskeletons of bugs. I just don't I could wanna, be completely like, wrong. It's just a fun word. Even like a centrum vitamin, a certain size, that's smooth and you're supposed to swallow it. Like that, I always have to like hype myself up. Like, okay, this next time, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And, and like, even then it gets caught in my throat and I freak out half the time. So like a thing that has pointy shit and legs, there's just no fucking way that's going to go swallow. Yeah, scorpions give you way more vitamins. I, Maybe. I, I'd like to walk by your bath, closed bathroom one day and hear you going, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> you don't? No, I can say uh, words in my head without other people hearing them. It's just yeah. my thoughts. Um, yeah, I can see that. I I switched to gummy multivitamins mm. because I prefer the consistency of a gummy than mm-hmm. swallowing a pill if I have to. But I don't know. I, I feel like I have a high bar, high tolerance for that kind of stuff. I think I told you guys, um, we have a salt and straw, which always does like messed up Halloween flavors of ice cream. And every f- Halloween they do a bug ice cream. It's got actual bugs in it and I eat it and it's pretty good. Uh, wait, I'd like, like full to bugs or like they like bugs. mix them up. They're, they're bugs covered in chocolate. And so it could be, and I, I don't want to like assume what kind of bugs they are, but I feel like there's crickets in there. Crickets are edible. I remember for EDF, probably like 10 years ago, they sent a review copy and it came with uh, like chocolate covered crickets and I ate a couple of Game Informer and it was actually not that bad. It's not that bad. They're crunchy. It's crunchy. It's the swallowing I can't do. It's not that bad. You can't swallow it. You can chew crickets, but you can't swallow them. Yeah, honestly, it's just like a weird anxiety thing with swallowing in general. Like uh, a lot of times I'm out at dinner or whatever. Like I just feel like, there's nothing wrong with my throat, but it's just some weird hangup I have where sometimes I just really struggle to swallow. It's, it's weird. It's largely but like a, at a regular dinner. Like you're just having a normal ass dinner at a restaurant yeah. and no, you're seriously. having a piece of chicken. And as you swallow it, you're like, it's coming back. Well, no, I, I'm not kidding. I remember uh, when Bonk and I first started dating, we went to get some pizza down by ocean beach in San Francisco. And I remember she'd like finished her whole meal and everything. And I'd taken like a bite or two and she was like, what, what's going on? And I was like, sorry, I got, the, I got this thing. And for some reason, like if I get up in my head or whatever, I just like, I feel like my body's not going to like be able to swallow it. And it's just this mental block that like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with my throat at all. 
But uh, yeah, I remember being on a date in college once and I, we went to Applebee's and I was trying to swallow some fettuccine Alfredo, which isn't a hard thing to swallow. And I just like, oh, and it got caught. And so like in the middle of this date, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 it's the most yeah. embarrassing food to choke on. No, I, I had Applebee's on a date. That's a very embarrassing place to choke. Well, college was embarrassing. What do you want? Nobody wants to. <laughs> nobody wants to die at an Applebee's by choking. No, well, speak I for mean, yourself. I'd love. <laughs> I'd love to just the, like the cops to find me spread eagle on Applebee's covered in food, <laughs> naked, spread eagle, still hard. I think that I don't think the swallow thing is actually that. I mean, I, I don't think it's common, but I've. Rigor mortis has set in because it's largely a reflex. Oh, it's similar to like if you think too hard about breathing, it stops yeah. being this reflex and it becomes. It's it. There's not as much like this pathway between your brain and the motors. Yeah, actual it, action. It's a thing that I'm should be automatic, and your your body's done a million times. But <laughs> if you like really focus on it, and you can't get your head off of it. It makes it difficult. It's annoying as fuck. But I, I'm actually way better now about it than I used to be. I had I had that when I was younger. Now <laughs> I just swallow. I don't look. I don't look back. I had it at uh, like a normal person. <laughs> it was a PAX panel uh, at Giant Bum once, and I remember there's some some bit that happened. Like I think Klepik brought a hot dog cart out in the middle of it and brought all these hot dogs up to us. Uh, why is there so many like hot dog Who? related things at PAX panels? But, um, Klepik, Who did? Klepik, Patrick Klepik. He's a, he's a young, he's a, like a, a YouTube kid. Um, oh. so he, he huh. gave us these hot dogs and Vinny, I remember on stage, Vinny didn't know this and Vinny felt bad about this and apologized afterwards. But he's like, Hey Dan, how fast do you think you can, you can take that hot dog down? <laughs> and I was just like, looking at him like, not fast at all, Vinny. Like, like I'm my two biggest like like public speaking is such a huge fear of mine, and I also just can't swallow stuff fast at all. I'm like this is the worst possible scenario for me. That's like someone afraid of snakes, the darkness and heights being suspended. It's the Gary Larson cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if a dentist came up on stage two and was like, "Hey, while you're doing that, why don't I work yeah. on this? Why don't yeah. I take a look in your uh, hot dog mouth?" Yes, Dan does. <laughs> and he's like, "This is so inconvenient for me to do dentist work while you're trying to eat hot dogs as fast as possible." Yeah. It seems like some kind of nightmare situation. (laughs) Speaking of being up on stage, I went to Radio City Music Hall for the first time last night. That's an impressive uh, venue. I saw John Mulaney there. Who do you see? Uh, Krong Bin. They're a band. Um, It looks like Kruang Bin, K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N. They're from Houston. Uh, They're kind of like a jam band, kind of this like psychedelic rock, kind of bluesy guitarist. Their guitarist is like a world-class talented musician he's incredible uh but it's very like 70s style the the stage was kind of the um was it carson the beatles that multi-tiered stage they did looks like a bronze ed metal. sullivan is that what i'm thinking of? ed sullivan yeah with the beatles thing okay mm-hmm. um the voice you did made it sound like you were messing with me no 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 ed sullivan oh, theater okay, it's where letterman right. had the yeah, late yeah, joke yeah. bears there now that's his 60s. sincere voice okay. u.s invasion to tell the difference carson okay, was gotcha. a flat stage in la and he had comedians come out and he got invited okay. to the couch if you were good okay good to i know. know my stuff uh i d- that's why it threw me off i was like he knows this but he's giving me the face that he's fucking with me yeah this is the this is the world you created dan it's not my your face you have to take responsibility for your own face. I'm not constantly fucking with him. It was a great show, though. Um, have you, you, so Dan, you've been to Radio City for Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Wait, was that for Kid Gorgeous? Yeah. Were you there for the filming, or was that just one of the shows you went to? I don't know. He did several shows there. I mean, it was definitely. I've, I've seen the special, and it seemed indiscernible from when I saw it. So it could have been that one. I think I told you guys I caught him during his like recent yes. tour 
at yeah. City Winery. It was really good. Had I think he did a lot of that material when he hosted SNL, like the stuff about kind of like sobering up and all that and the drug problem yeah. stuff. Like he was, it was actually a really good SNL. The whole back half of his show was him trying stuff out and it all just murdered. Uh, it was That's some of my good. favorite shit when you see a comedian that, you know, yeah. you've seen the material a million times, but it's like, let's yeah. just try some weird shit here. That happened at the cellar a lot. Yeah. It was, uh, Radio City was a good show though. I'm not usually one for um, seated musical concerts. I'm, oh, that's my thing. You like seated concerts? Oh my God. We said I pee 45 times a show, no matter what kind of show I see. And I can't, so like Bonk likes to get really close, like right up front. And sure. so that's just a nightmare for me because it's like, I'm pushed up there. And first of all, I'm kind of anxious when I can't like easily leave a situation. Plus when I have to fucking pee, a million times and then i need to like get back it's like it's impossible for me so like we went and saw um we went and saw opeth at the apollo once and that was seated and i was just like this is the absolute best i can just get up and pee anytime i'm sitting on the aisle like i wish oh, you're on the aisle there. okay so no we were in like the center it didn't matter but um i don't know there's there's just like something doesn't compute with me when there's a really good band playing and everybody's in their seats uh luckily it was a good crowd they stood up immediately we were in our seats still but we were standing um I just prefer general admission. I'm not one to like go to the front of the crowd. I just like being in the middle, maybe near the bar, bathroom. I like being yes. at the bar. That's yeah. what you'll find me at a concert is yes. back by the bar where I can easily go to the bathroom, where I can easily buy lots of drinks, where I can get a swag t-shirt if I want to, where I can observe the band at a nice distance. And if in fact something horribly goes wrong and there is a fire, I will be get fucking out. out of there. So that's, that's, that's how I feel. <laughs> when I go to like indie wrestling shows, if there's like a bar or whatever, like I love just like hanging out over there and just like standing up watching. It's great. I like being away from too much action, but it depends on what kind of um, thing it is. It's interesting. You were saying like that you prefer to sit down. I have a vivid memory of Jake Decker who edits the podcast um, and <laughs> a good friendo what oh, your notifications for his twitch are still on every time i think it's actually simone coming up out of the fucking yeah it's like, oh, hey, buddy. he's just my buddy our friend jake decker this is him he's a frenchie here he is uh jake wanted to see radiohead i think at a um, outside lands at outside lands and he waited like he waited a long time because yeah, he wanted to be in the front of the stage. So I think he was there a good hour and a half. And no, then, no, 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 no. So I was there. I was helping bring him drinks. How and long food. was he there? And then he had to uh, pee. So we would hold his spot while he went pee. And then at some point, he just had to hold it, and he he held it for like a really long time. Radiohead was the out uh, headliner. Uh, he and I lived on Thirty Fourth Ave, which was like straight shot up to the main stage. We must have gotten there at like. 11 in the morning for him to get up front and the headliner probably went on at 10. He was there for a good 10 or 11 hours up front. He brought, he was playing what? Fire Emblem. Was that when Fire Emblem Fates had just come out? Jake's a big Fire Emblem guy. So that'd have been like had, 2015, 2016. Or maybe it was a Pokemon. It was 2016 was Outside Lands. It's the, that'd I, be I don't about know if you remember. Time Fates came out. Yeah. Uh, the headliners were Lionel Richie, Lana Del Rey, Radiohead and LCD Sound System. It's a three day festival in Golden Gate Park. It was super fun. Um, but yeah, he was there a while. It was him and like six people that showed up at uh, 11. Yeah, and he wasn't even alone. For, and they had those yeah. people who had like blankets so they could like sit down and just like have a nap in next to the stage so that you couldn't take their yeah. spot. And then when it got really busy, he was against the gate. And mm -hmm. right as they ended, he darted to the bathroom. God love yeah. him. I, I can't think of many situations in life I would dislike more than being at a music festival. 
No. That just I I'm not even a concert guy for like a concert of a band I like. The idea of like just all the people and the porta potties and the heat and the discomfort and just weirdos and like I just oh my god I see footage of like Woodstock and stuff or Woodstock '99. It's just like or the, the gathering. And it's like, this seems like a fucking nightmare. Like, even like if it was every band I've ever, if it was Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan, like every band I've ever liked all coming back to life and playing, I would still not go. <laughs> that, that would be a pretty amazing ghost festival. I would love that. If I could, if I could get a seat, I would go to a, a ghost yeah. festival, Led Zeppelin show. I've done several there. I would definitely say like, of the music festivals I went to take like a uh, Bonnaroo. I probably enjoyed of my time there. Thoroughly enjoyed. 30% of it. Hmm. The other 70 is crowds. And I'm hmm. I'm not amazing with crowds, but I can also hold my own in a crowd. I don't love them. You just uh, fight. You gotta find the the um porta potties, porta johns, whatever you prefer to call it. I say porta potties. Uh, I hate using porta johns. I my ideal concert is small to medium size venue, right? It's not too big with a small to medium popular band. It's not too big, but they make good music that everybody's excited about. And some people know the lyrics and you just enjoy the music and then you get the fuck out. This weekend I saw, yes, this weekend I saw Sumac, which is a post metal band. So kind of like a heavy metal, there's bits of some screamings in there from the lead singer, but it's not too intense that you can't just sway out to it, which is my favorite way to zen out and listen to music. And it was a really good size theater. It wasn't that big. And you could just get out if it didn't feel mm. right. You know, there wasn't hundreds of people in there. It's a good size. That's kind of my jam. Um, once it gets to a, like a, what would you call that? Like a big festival. I don't like festivals. There's too many things going on. There's too many gross people. Um, the floor is always muddy. I just don't want to be walking around in there, and I don't feel safe. I don't feel like I get out. It's still the worst toilet I've ever gone to the bathroom in is the porta potty in July in Las Vegas in 2003 at a Red Hot Chili Peppers and Weezer outdoor daytime show oh, in the Vegas July God. sun with a handful of fucking porta potties. And oh my God, it's the worst smell I've ever smelled and the worst toilet I've ever seen. Some fucking red hot chili dunks in there. And you're oh, just baking God. at 110 degrees. Oh my God, and you know the, the people who are worst. going to that concert are lighting those up. Oh my that God. sounds awful. And it was this huge line. So it's not like I could be like, let me try another one. It was like, I guess I just got to deal with this. Jesus. No, you don't get to choose your no. favorite potty. It's no. a gamble. It's a roll of the a D20 and you get in there and you don't sit. you squat and you do oh. your best and you get the fuck I, I out. Go, I go head first into that stuff. <laughs> oh my no, God. I, I just want, I, uh, I, my favorite venue I've ever been to was the Fillmore in San Francisco. I lived uh, right in the Fillmore district. Fillmore's no a longer good theater. call it that. Like local people call it the Fillmore district now, but, uh, I lived right next to it. It was like kitty corner in my house. And I went to, I think eight shows there during my time in San Francisco. Mm. It's a thousand people max. Which I is not much. Anthony Jeselnik uh, special recording there. That was the only time I've been there, and I remember thinking it's it was awesome. really nice. There's a bar there. along the left bottom floor. There's a bar along the upper balcony. Yep. There's Just like eight bars. bathrooms in the back. Yep. It's They usually don't sell it out, uh, or like they usually don't sell it to capacity. They'll sell out at like 800 people, so there's room to kind of move around. Uh, it's just great. They've got all the posters 
every single show you go to, they find a, an artist to do a graphic design for it. They've been doing that for a year. So you could see like the original print from a Zeppelin show back in like 72 or something. I um, love that. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Uh, um, venue. Recently, I went back to my old college. I talked about this last episode, but I went to an old bar where they did a show um, and it was such a divey, tiny bar that you could barely fit 50 people in, but they shoved a band in the corner. And I was like, this is great. There's a bar to my left. There's a band to my right. There's two bathrooms, but they're legit. They're not Porta Johns. And if I ever, for any reason, don't feel good, the door is super close. It just, it ticks all the boxes for me. I want a bathroom, a bar, and an exit within like 10 feet of me, period. Or I don't like it. The most uncomfortable show I've ever been to, period, was in Queens. It was an independent wrestling show a few years ago. And it was like super sold out, basically. They sold out of water immediately. And it was so fucking humid. And there was like a high school gym. There were like no exits. The walls and the floor were like sweating. I don't know what causes this. Bonk slipped and fell on the steps because they were so wet from like perspiration. A guy fucking passed out on the floor and shit his pants during <laughs> the show. It was uh, absolute. It was like the most unsafe like show situation I've ever seen in my life. Ugh. Yeah, the guy shit his pants on the floor. <laughs> it's not funny it's terrible i mean he's fine but uh it's funny now that guy was me <laughs> Dan, that's what Dan's why didn't you talk to me mike you might yeah. be there um at i the couldn't concert, make eye contact once i was covered in fecal matter <laughs> at the most recent concert out. i was in i saw a guy <laughs> vomit in his own hand and no, then wait, take what? it with Do him to the bathroom hands? he was watching the concert and he was drinking and then I watched him puke in his own hand. Ah. And then he walked to the bathroom, you know, in theory to get rid of the evidence. But How then he gonna- came out and was like back to his <laughs> usual self. And he was like coming up to people after the show being like, good job. And I was whispering to them, don't touch him. He puked in his hand. That's a hand puker. Do not touch that hand. And everyone was like, thanks so much. And was like trying to avoid him. Oh, he was trying like to a, hide it. It's like a curb your enthusiasm moment. I'm just like, ah, I, I'm good. I don't need to shake. I watched him do it. I watched him with my <sighs> own fucking eyes. I watched him puke in his hand and then like kind of play it off. Well, but how much faith do you have in like uh, hand washy things where it's like, let's say that guy went to the bathroom and fully like gave a thorough, like, even if it was five minutes ago that he puked in his hand, if he does a thorough hand wash, I mean, at what point is it not gross anymore if he's washed his hands? I just think that... Just the knowledge of what happened would still determine... But what's the magic time where he gets okay? A week from now, <laughs> if I ever see him again. I'm not a germaphobe. It's just seeing him do that, I will not be able yeah. to feel like my hand does not have puke on it the Thank rest of the Thank you. It, even if he thoroughly washes his hand, which in theory, it could be cleaner than before yeah. the the puking right because yeah, he's yeah. he's most recently cleaned it there's been enough of it, awareness of me seeing what a vile person he is that it's going to take mm. me some time to want to ever actually touch him fair enough yeah. <laughs> you knew what i've done in my hand you'd never touch it i Go already on. know and i never want to touch your hand things if you touch my hand i would never touch your if hand you know what i mean you're a vile no creature. what do you mean yeah, uh, <laughs> i'm talking about janet uh, no, just kidding. Right. <laughs> He's I'm got kidding. his hands are covered in barbecue sauce and dead birds right now. <laughs> How's our poll? That's going? how he Jason. Yeah, that's the only way he can. Uh, yeah, anything, else, right. anything else new while Mary looks at the poll? Has it been twenty minutes? I don't know. Yes, it I has. Lose track of time. It has. Oh, we got final results. 
oh, final okay, results. Wait. So this will decide if uh, the episode's going up on Monday the 14th. <laughs> well, they the already know because it's yeah, live. I know. But yeah. but, <laughs> for Dan, Mary, and I, this is exciting. Yeah. Okay. Drum roll. 633 votes. 70.8% asked us to delay to ah, say to talk about tuning. Okay. Um, 29% said keep the regular time. So it was, I mean, obviously tunic won, but there were two thirds, or sorry, there was like a third of people that would have liked us to keep our time. So we respect okay. you. Your vote did matter, but we're going to delay. <laughs> Such yes. a, always the diplomat. Senator, I'm Senator Kish. I yeah, Kush. that's what they're gonna call me, Senator Kush. When Senator I, Kush. When I get mayor, but then they find out that I'm fucking smoking like all this weed every day. Uh, mayor Kush. Uh, I'd like to veto this, ma'am. <laughs> uh, Senator <laughs> Kish, you don't have the power to veto anything. Uh, what am I doing here? Uh. Isn't it weird that in our lifetime that smoking weed was the thing that would like disqualify you from being president? Remember the Clinton like not inhaling thing? Amanda and I are watching. Oh, yeah. Amanda showed me the West Wing for the first time, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. I had never seen it before, and it's very much in the heart of the like legalized marijuana shit. Huh. Or well, no, can, not sorry, not legalizing marijuana. The early talks of like 2002 era America, don't legalize it; it's dangerous. But then, like the Surgeon General is doing the whole, it's not really dangerous kind of thing. I remember thinking it was a joke where it's like you know you would see like High Times covers of like Snoop Dogg says legalize it and like laughing about like, that'll never happen. <laughs> and it's like holy shit! It's like what is it? Most states now? I didn't I think, think it would happen most. in our lifetime, no. but it, it it's not. It's definitely illegal where I am, <laughs> but. I didn't think it would happen because of the precedent, right? Of how many people have gone to jail over it. I thought that they would like stick to their guns over it. I'm glad they're legalizing it. I just think yeah. we should also uh, scrub the records of people who have nonviolent crimes with, so, for marijuana because who gives a fuck? Is it, leave them alone. What state is it? I saw it on Twitter very recently. Uh, they're saying that the people given priority to open like cannabis shops are people, people that were either incarcerated or related to someone incarcerated for weed use in the past. That's cool. I don't, I, I obviously don't know the full facts. I don't I mean, know that's what they should state. do, but I feel like every fucking weed shop I go to has been owned by like two bros. People that look like me. <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> two, Wearing two shirts tech like bros. this one. Yeah, that's how I yeah. feel. Yeah. Um, I feel like they came uh, out of the woodwork. What strand you want? Uh, <laughs> I got some set. I got some, what is this, Sotivo? And then I got some. Sotivo. Sotivo. I got Sotivo. And then, hey, hey, Carson, what's our other strain? Uh, we got Carson. Some, we got some Hawaiian, uh, Hawaii, what's the other one? Kush, yeah, Hawaiian Kush. Hawaiian in Dyka. Trevor. Trevor, yeah. Trevor, what else do we have? <laughs> uh, I got like a half drink, uh, Gatorade, but I don't know if that'll get you high. Has to stop me trying. Ha <laughs> ha, see you, Trevor. I'm glad we brought the characters back. <laughs> I don't do voices. No, that's Mike doesn't do voices. Policy. That was not a voice. Drug was... dealers is really up there. Though. I think that's safe. Yeah, I'm punching up at that one. <laughs> Aw, <laughs> oh, is this Tito? Why do they start every sentence with aw? Aw, Tito. It's like back, Jimmy man. Stewart when they start every sentence. Aw. Aw, guys, look, it's Tito. It's our favorite customer. My name's Jack. No, Jack, sorry. Couldn't see you for a second. Do you uh, hey, Carson. Can I, Carson, can I, get a, can I get a puff on that Indica? Oh. <laughs> Carson. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're going to talk about Tunic, I guess. Unless you have any other pressing issues, we could get into video games. 
I think we covered. Do we ever have pressing issues? Have <laughs> we ever once had a pressing issue? <laughs> I don't know, Dan's. Oh, you guys, before oh. we get into it, <laughs> guys, wait, really quick. This is important. Yeah. I said this in Discord. Or just, I got a lot of support in the emails about other football hikers. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. no. Fuck yes. off. Can I I'm read not a few discussing of them? this with you. I, I made a, a tweet, and I didn't even ask. I didn't even ask for your guys' okay on it. I just tweeted, "Stop telling us how you wipe." <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, that was you. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Good. Okay, well, I just want people to know I'm not the only football hiker. My taints. Read them. Okay, cool. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say that. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. Okay, okay, okay. You're all fucked, just so you know. Anyone who actually does that. I don't want to read these taint tweets. Let me. What's our new segment? Taint tweets. Our friend Ben said in def- the subject line is in defense of Mike's footlong taint. Uh, dearest, beautiful front wiping, massive tainted Mike. You are not the only one. I do the hike of football. I do the hike of football wipe. I think that's a typo. I do the hike of football wipe position as well. Although I don't stand up. It's more of a squat position for me. I too have been persecuted for my wiping behaviors, but I can't fathom how people can reach around and actually you clean their butts. shitty balls. You have a better angle and better leverage to clean the area from the front. Contrary to Dan's hateful reach around <laughs> rhetoric. Don't you don't wipe shit on my balls. You don't wipe poop on your balls. I'd argue that reach around wipers are wiping poop onto the top of their butt crack. Per, per, yeah, Personally, I'd rather have poop on the top of my butt crack than the back of goes. my balls. Personally, Who I do more of a circular motion. Who doesn't get poop on motion. their butt every once in a while? <laughs> wait, Nobody wait. wants to poop anywhere. Butt cracking is poop wait. adjacent. This, balls should be nowhere near the poop. This email gets better. <laughs> Personally, I do more of a circular motion than pinch. I'm what? not wiping any direction. I also use a bidet wiping and cottonelle wipes after wiping. You this could, person is not you helping could, you. you. Circle could, wipe? <laughs> you could eat off my butthole. It's so poop free. <laughs> Wait, circle They're just doing the Dreamcast logo every time they wipe? Like, what the fuck? It's a Ubisoft fucking You're just logo. mashing it back in? The Cottonelle wipe is always completely clean when I wipe with it, which includes wiping my taint and balls. There are dozens of us. Stay proud, Mike. That's from Ben. Thank you. From no, uh, Mara? That it's person is fucking with you. That person is a weirdo, and they are pushing the boundaries of okay. wait, their wait, wait, wait. weird... Anyone who asks you to eat off their butthole doesn't count. <laughs> okay, listen. This is from Michael from Orange, Connecticut. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, good. Let me, dear Firestate people, let me preface this by saying I have severe OCD to the point where it requires medication. Uh, sorry, Michael. I hope that's under control. One of the manifestations of my condition is often referred to as germophobia. At one point in my life, I flooded our septic system because I was taking a dozen showers a day. With that said... I'm with Mike on the cleanliness of wiping from the front. Testicular interference is not a problem because luckily I have a left hand. As the wiping motion doesn't require wielding that? the paper with two hands, my left hand is free to move my tenders gently up and to the left. He lifts his balls? Wait, 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 wait. wait what, 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 what dexterosity you are shouldn't matter because balls are just symmetrical between the legs. Like, left or right hand shouldn't matter with you, the balls being in the way. My hand is free to move my tenders gently up and to the left. So you gotta, wait, one hand's gotta grab your balls? See, look, one hand should be totally, actually, no, I guess one hand I'm... You're kind spreading of my cheeks. butt open. You yeah. told us you spread That's your right. Cheeks. I was thinking I had a free hand, but then I thought about Let what I did. And I am touching my butt. Michael okay. goes into detail. My balls right, are then removed from the equation. We as for the just t- started talking about games. <laughs> as for the taint, <laughs> as the tunic the folks are going to love this. God. <laughs> we delayed a whole day to talk about this taint. As for the taint, if any gets on it, you're doing it wrong. Think of the toilet paper as a, as a tortilla chip, and your crevice no. as a bowl of delicious guacamole. Don't or ruin nachos. God damn it. When you dip the chip, you dip it and drag it until it smashes into the side of the bowl? No, that would be silly. You give a little scoopy scoop motion, and unless you're reckless, all the dip ends up 
off the paper. This dude's fucking wiping with Doritos. Everybody who's emailing <laughs> in is fucking insane. Yes. Keep up the good work, Miking. Uh, wiping, Mike. Don't let disgustos think you're unclean. There are a lot of these. Uh, Vindication for Mike is another subject line. Way to but they're all weirdos. Yeah. You can you can tell us the number as much as you want, but somebody Ooh, told them to eat off your butthole, and the other person dips <laughs> chips in their butthole. They're all yeah, weird. It's a lot apparently, Dak Shepard is also a proud front wiper. What? I don't know. He Someone said that. Utilize him. <laughs> um, he just I would gets like to know who else wipes like this. <laughs> Uh, I don't like it. All right. You like want to talk it. about video games? <laughs> Any other pressing issues? Uh, oh, I went to the cat doctor today. How'd that go? How that cat became a doctor is anybody's guess. All right, let's talk about games. All right, let's talk about video games. The cats are fine, by the way. Just Luna's eye was uh, acting up. Huh. We, that part's not a joke. Should we quick break? Oh, do we want to break? Yeah. Let's, wait, let's, re- break. let's redo this. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about video games. Here at Fire Escape, we are always gaming, which means we need the latest and greatest laptops to get it done, and Alienware is always providing. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop. Powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. And when you shop online at alienware.com deals, you will have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition, and you'll have free shipping on everything. Amazing prices (laughs) await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com slash deals. That's Alienware.com slash deals. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We mentioned this earlier, but uh, the one rare occasion where we will delay an episode, or have we done it yet? We've done, we've got a few we hours. Like a hours. Like a Monday. Uh, uh, yeah, so this one in particular, we felt like we obviously put the survey up on Twitter, but we wanted to give people the option uh, because we're all very much enjoying Tunic. It's also one of those games that is great to talk about, like the water cooler game. You're like, what the hell does this thing do? What's going on with that area? Did you beat this boss yet? Um, so we figured we'd delay a day because uh, the embargo went up today, Tuesday the 15th, and we uh, couldn't publish on Monday and talk about it. And because of that, I think maybe uh, we actually haven't discussed this off mic, but like maybe we shouldn't go into any specific like, you know, like 
I don't think realizations we need to. like relatively yeah. spoiler. Free, I don't know if I, I could. I don't yeah, think I, I know. I'm not. Think, yeah, this game yeah. is just a very, very opaque and kind of mysterious. It's uh, in the same vein of Fez. It has mm-hmm. a language which I'm sure people will be trying to decipher the moment the game is live. Uh, there's a lot I don't understand about this game by design, but I don't know. Mary, can you give the elevator pitch? Because I I think a lot of people know what this game is, but there's also probably a decent amount of people judging by the replies to that tweet that do not. Yeah, it's uh, Zelda with a fox is probably the easiest way to pitch it. It is uh, old school, right? So it's um, isometric top down. And there are a variety of areas that you can go to acquire items that are extraordinarily useful that help you get into new areas. Um, You are in many ways, you know, Uh, you are trying to turn on a statue light. Um, If you turn on all of them, it opens up a corridor and that will take you to a new area. And then you're trying to get these like uh, components, but it's a mystery of why you're getting them. Um, Something I absolutely love about this game is that it's very dewy. There's really (laughs) no start screen that's just like... So you woke up here and oh, you don't know why. And there's, yeah. you know, somebody I missing. You have, loved it. it just it's starts. It's awakening. Like he wakes up on this beach kind of little. A hundred percent. All right, go like, fucking I don't figure it out. A, I don't even think there's a single dialogue thing. So no, I think I, to game. myself said, fuck yeah. When like my dude just woke up and then I was moving. I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, doing stuff immediately. Yeah, he's up. Immediately. And it's yeah. all kind of disarming too, because it's pretty cute aesthetic overall. Like it's got this <laughs> it's glossy. A, it's misleadingly cute yeah. because it's not a super easy game. And one of the things that like I was surprised with is right away, you'll probably notice it's easy for you to not know where to go yes. uh, or get lost or get disorganized. And I think younger people, if depending on you know your ability to remember what you're supposed to be doing in a game, it could get frustrating to some people if you're not paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing in that game. There's not a lot of direction. You do come across these pieces of paper that end up being like, uh, it kind of reminds me of like a gamer magazine. And oh, it it's gives straight you, up NES manual with the art. Yeah. And everything. It's a straight manual, up yeah. NES manual. I fucking, because I used to pour over the Mario ones and it would have all the like cool animations of like Mario kicking a turtle shell while teaching you how to do it. And so like, that was the second thing that happened in this game where I was like, fuck yes. Like the, those instruction <laughs> manuals and the fact that that's actually like, it's not just a menu that you go to and see the instructions. It is like part of the game is that you are finding pages you of need this them. manual. Yeah. And it's like, it's yeah. almost a puzzle in itself. It's not just a cool manual. And a lot yeah. of it has that language in it. You can't read like most of it at least at, at sorry, at least as far as I am, I'm about through. Well, as of this recording, I'm about four hours in, I think. Mm. Uh, and again, without spoiling it, I've got I've done like two of the bell towers. That's great. Two, they're tuning forks. Uh, if you've noticed that you hit them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't fully understand what I'm doing, but I've done two bell towers. I, I think it's interesting that like you will get these items and like I've kind of been afraid to use any items because it is in this other language <laughs> that I don't understand. So I've collected a shit ton of stuff and it's just like, OK, yeah. I got these berries and this thing that looks like an effigy and a coin and like. I can use it. I can like assign it to a button and use it, but it's like, you're not constantly getting it. It's not like Zelda where you're cutting grass and they're always flying out. It's like, Mm. I had to find a secret path and get to a treasure chest to get two of these things that do question mark. So it's like, I have not used shit just because I'm terrified to. And like, I don't know if I like that or not. (laughs) It's Um, It's, it's, it can be pretty funny too, because there's an item. It's one of the earlier just items that you pick up and it's an expendable item, but I didn't know what it did, and I just assigned it to B, and then press B. And the fox's animation for using it—I it, I don't 
I don't want to risk spoiling this because I want people to see yeah. this for itself, but it's just, I think the game knows and I'm a bit hesitant to use this, but I, I need to know what it does. So the game's like what it does just cracks me the fuck up. It almost is like, just because this is another other like game I'm playing recently, it's, it reminds me of that Elden Ring humor where it knows what you're thinking and it plays off that. And that happens a lot in Tunic, at least again, as far as I am. I think this is about a 15-ish hour game from what PR kits have said. I don't know. I'm about 12 hours in, I think. And I feel like I'm fairly far into the game. It's, uh, I think, Dan, you should use the items and test it should out. I? You'll also okay. find, and like, well, I'm trying to like avoid like heavy spoilers. I think this is a really light thing, but I think you'll find that you're rewarded for using your items. So Okay. Yeah, I did get that. I, well, I won't say specifics, but I saw something in the instruction manual that kind of made me think like, oh, at least this one item I could just use and see what happens. And yeah. Okay, so I'll start doing that next time I'm playing. You'll it's get been- more. It's got that Souls-like currency, right? You kill things yeah. and you get a currency from their dead bodies. Um, and then you can spend that at stores to obtain items. So even if you, like, you know, use it and you waste it, you you can buy another one. You just have to kill enough people to, like, pay for another one. Yeah, and you lose a certain amount if you die. But, you know, like a Souls game, you can run back to, like, where you died. And I don't even back, think you, you lose know? all of them. I feel like you lose, like, no, no, 20 no. or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not much. I think it's, like, literally just the, you know, dozen that you see scattered out. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to go pick up your Souls. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's not what it is, but I think just for the sake of explaining it. It's definitely not a like, roguelite. It, it's more of a traditional Zelda. Um, but, yeah, it's got that, like, Dark Souls, like, collecting your stuff element. You collect your stuff back, and it, you have, like, a husk of your body. That's where you previously died. So it incentivizes you to pick it up, but it's not punishing. If you don't want to go pick it up again, it's, like, 20 bucks. Like, yeah. it's a banana. It's it's the first game I've seen, because, like, there are a lot of, like, Zelda-likes, and especially ones that are kind of, like, in that vein of Link to the Past, like the old top-down ones. But it's the first time I've seen a game where the map is a top-down traditional look at, at, at the area, but then the world itself when you're playing is, is just purely isometric. So it is at that angled isometric view, but the map is top-down. So you kind of have to, like, in your head be like, oh, yeah, oh, okay. it like can be hard to read the map. And you know what? All the language is in another language. Like, it's all in another alien language. So a lot of the stuff, even if you can see the picture, sometimes you can't read what it's trying to tell you, and you have to <laughs> interpret it or do your best to figure out what it's trying to say. Um, and yeah. you can be wrong, right? Like, you can get it wrong. There's some shit in the instruction manual that's in the other language that's like circled in red and underlined exclamation points. Like, yeah, <laughs> clearly this is important, but they're fucking with me. But it yeah, it makes me want to decipher it because like I did that yeah. in Fez where I like I remember I just had a whole notepad filled of like, OK, so this is obviously this. This seems to be a vowel, you know, like that stuff's fun to me. Yeah, it's it. Fez is the first like parallel I felt when I started playing. I was like, oh, new language. Um Secrets. Tons of little hidden paths you can go down. So many secrets. Each each like isometric platform, so to speak, has like could potentially have like three hidden paths behind it. Because you can you can hold a left trigger and it'll shift the camera up like six feet, and you can get a view a better overhead view, not completely overhead, but a better view of platforms. It's also like just yeah. used for I don't know what the use lock of that. on lock on. Oh, it also does the lock on right. Mm-hmm. But if you're not locking on an enemy, it'll just move the camera up. Yeah. Um, I. Also think people who liked Death's Door last year might find a little bit to like your combat wise and also just mm. exploration. Death's Door is not as opaque and mysterious, I wouldn't say, but still similar. If anything, like obviously Zelda is going to get the comparison, but if to get more specific, I think the first Zelda, because it's like the first one just throws you in there and like there's not a lot of, like when you get an item, there's not this whole like detailed thing outside of like, here's a sword. It's dangerous out there. Take this. You know, it's 
it's telling you the bare minimum and there is a certain amount of experimentation like oh shit the candle can burn the bush and i can find hidden paths like this yeah. is more along those lines i would say so mary i would ask you i'll be the the listener surrogate here because i've played a couple hours but you've played way more um there are a ton of zelda likes out there from things like you know blossom tales and stuff that is just so clearly like this is just a zelda game uh to ones that get a little more experimental what would you say if you had to define like what makes this one so different because I, I i do also feel like it's very different but you've played more than me i think that it has the heart of a zelda game but it has the modern takes of choose your own adventure i have noticed that this game you can play it in a ton of different ways and without getting into spoiler territory i feel like the developers did it on purpose I can feel a sense of purpose that I didn't break it or accidentally stumble onto something. I'm realizing if you hug the corners, you can find walls that are exits that you're supposed to leave later, but they're open now. They're not keeping it from you. And that's really fascinating to me. So this game has been designed, and I think the level design is pretty good as well. If you're like paying attention, you'll notice it's putting you in places to let you pay attention to where you should go next. It does not tell you, so you can get lost. And yes, I fucking did get lost for two hours and not mm -hmm. know where I was supposed to go. Uh, yeah, and that was frustrating. This is a bit of my Hollow Knight background. I will forgive a game for allowing me to get lost for two hours if what I discover makes me feel justified with that like aha moment if I like feel like I got it. This game does that quite effectively. You will be amazed when you do solve it, when you figure out where you're supposed to go next, how wonderful it feels to hit that new area and find that piece that it was trying to get you to find. But I'm telling you, there are elements of this game. I was telling you guys before we started recording, we were, I think we were on like the Discord chatting and you said like you hadn't found uh, a shield, yes. which you needed. And I said, and this is true, I, w I beat the whole fucking first area with a stick. You're supposed <laughs> right. to find a sword and I didn't find it. This is fascinating. I think this is worth talking about. I think this is what really separates it from the animals. This is what makes this game so distinct. You need a sword in a certain area to like cut these bushes to go progress in an area. However, there's an enemy that has uh, a sword and if you get them to chop the bushes because they're trying to cut you, you can go through. Yeah. Yep. I thought when this happened to me, I thought the game was trying to tell me to do that. Like I thought mm -hmm. it was, I thought the game was trying to tell me like, this is what we want you to do. Yeah. And so I went through the whole first area with a goddamn stick in my hands, <laughs> which is like, it does no damage by the yeah. way. And I went to a, a fairly decent boss fight. It was so difficult. I was like, why is this game so hard so early? This is crazy that you would ask this of me. And then like an hour and a half later, I found this, I found the sword you and was like, oh my boss with the God. stick. I, sh I beat Jesus his ass Christ. with a stick. It took, I... it took some time. Yikes. It's like, yeah. it, it really lets you sequence break in a crazy way. Cause like I didn't have that shield for so long. And like, I spent hours walking around in areas where it's like, this feels weird. Like it doesn't feel like this is the way I should progress. It feels like I need to like reflect something or be able I to block something. But I was to get the doing items. wacky <laughs> stuff. But like, like you did the thing where you basically had someone else cut the bushes for you. Yeah. I was having to do weird workarounds like that or find ways to like lure things out that if I would have had a shield, I would have been able to kill. And like, I, 
you can sequence break in kind of crazy ways, which is pretty I fun. think it's, I think it is designed. I don't think it's an accident. I don't think I broke it. And I think the developers are interested in speed runs and possibly like no hit runs or things oh, of sure. that nature where they're like, try and, and beat it in weird ways or, or find your own way to beat it. And it also has interesting results where like the way I finished that first area is totally different than the way you finished that area. We got yeah. to the same result, but our journeys were different. And it's that kind of um, emergent design that I think is so curious and interesting and, and truly separates it from your traditional Zeldas. It can be frustrating. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated that I knew I needed an item. I knew – this is like later in the game. I knew I needed an item, but I could not find it. There similarly, there's another enemy later. I don't think this is a big deal. There's another enemy later that has like a little tongue and he can like he can like stick it out. And if he gets you, he sucks you to him. And I was trying to get to a platform, but I didn't have an item I needed to tr travel. So I just hung out and annoyed him until he licked me and sucked me to him. And then I I cheesed that area too. I've been cheesing the shit out of this game. And it's kind of interesting that I'm able to do it. I think it's neat that they've thought about those things and they're allowing me to do it. It can be frustrating when you're like, I just want the goddamn item, yeah. but you don't need it. Technically, you should be able to, I think, this is yep. my theory, I think you should be able to get through this entire game by just like like forcing your way through it if you wanted to or find the items. It'll be a hell of it's, a lot easier. It's the, it's, I mean, there's actually, now that we talk more about it, it's, there's a lot of parallels to like from software games, like. <laughs> Uh, the thing that strikes me with Tunic, it's very good at signposting when, because again, I'm, I'm doing the thing where every new platform I go to, I'm exploring every nook and cranny to try to find hidden paths. Often those hidden paths are actually not supposed to be like you touch on Mary. They will lead you to a spot where you're supposed to go later. It's the equivalent of stumbling on Blight Town in Dark Souls an hour in. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Literally, these I enemies don't are designed think I should be here yet. Right yeah, 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 so like, yeah, yeah. it does that a lot. And I'm like, I cannot take this fucking monster right now oh there are 12 of them i'm getting the fuck out of here it's very good at that um, um but yeah it is it it feels it feels honestly i would say the, the last game that was similar to the first zelda was breath of the wild but this feels like it's going full on like first zelda not much direction but it it has a lot of trust in the player which is refreshing because not all games do but it like it trusts you to be able to make those decisions and know when to run and when to fight it's also it developed by like one person did we talk about this? One person. It's one person. This. Well, design-wise, it's a dude named Andrew Schuldis. Oh wow! I'm sure, like, it, there's definitely for, a whole team behind there. Um, but maybe like for the composition main design, and design, yeah. And I know yeah. uh, the music is life formed. Yeah, design-wise, it, it's largely this dude Andrew Schuldis, Canadian, uh, who uh, Finji picked up after he was doing. Um, this game was like seven years in 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 development. I remember yeah. playing this game when I lived in San Francisco at wow. an indie uh, event. Did uh, it look like this? Like, Was the art style the same? It was a little similar. It wasn't as polished, but it was sure. absolutely that chonky, thick the, art like, style. I don't know if it's voxels technically. I, I don't know if that's the word, but like when you cut the bushes and you just kind of see like the physics and them bouncing around, like I it, love the look of that. It's like- It's got pretty, like a low poly, but it's high- 
what fidelity? I don't know what to call it. Um, it's like, it's low poly. Like it doesn't have a lot of stuff to it. If you cut a bush, it's just one chunk, right? Yeah. It kind of looks like a, like one polygon, but it looks nice. It's obviously, it's, they put a lot of shaders into it. They made it, they made the textures look nice. They put effort into the way the water looks and their splash effects. Like it's not cheap, but they did yeah. keep it low poly or at least make everything just look nice and thick and chunky. It makes it look cute, which is misleading. I genuinely don't think this is for children. It's like a very uh, smooth looking 3D dot game heroes. I don't know if you guys played that. Yeah. There's another Zelda like, you know, it's like a brighter, not as Fisher Price looking Link's Awakening remake. Yes. Almost like that's a a great comparison. And I also think it's a good comparison in terms of like who can finish it. I don't you know, I think this takes some of your brain. I think it takes a good chunk of your brain to know where to go next and to utilize the puzzles. This game does not hand feed you. It just puts you into the world and your best case to actually getting through it is to touch all of the walls, look for every nook, every cranny, get in there and figure it out. And even if you do that, you might spend an hour in an area and then find that you missed a hole in the wall that took you to somewhere you really needed to go. And that's happened to me twice now in the game. Again, I'm not mad about it. I think this game is phenomenal. I'm enjoying every minute of this game. I absolutely recommend this game. I think it's, I think it's like a stunningly cool piece of work. I think it's, I think it's a piece of art, but it is frustrating to not know where to go next and to find out it's because you missed a crack Mm -hmm. in the floor. Right. And that, that is, that can be, that can be demotivating. But I think once this game is out in the universe, you'd be able to find that pretty quickly. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I've beat every Zelda, most of them numerous times. And so like whenever I'm playing one of these types of games, I kind of can just go into autopilot where it's like, here's where I explore. Okay, now I got this. Now I can get to that part of the map. Now I'm in the dungeon. Okay, I got this item. Now I can open that door or whatever. Um, I am getting stuck frequently in this game. Mm. And I'm finding that I am have to, I kind of have to retrain myself a little bit. Like I think Mike was saying earlier, how he's looking over every like square or every platform so carefully. I wasn't doing that at first. I was just kind of like going screen to screen, kill the enemies, move on to the next thing. Until I realized like maybe an hour or so in that like, oh, a lot of these places I'm going to or finding by accident, like I wouldn't have seen at a quick glance. So like that makes me want to like revisit everywhere I've been and be like, okay, let me look at this through a different lens. I can't wait to talk to you guys in a couple hours because I think what you'll find is I think this, uh, the level design of this game is quite brilliant. And what will happen is, is you will be in a secret area two hours from now and it'll pop you out behind a waterfall you've walked past dozens of times. And if you wanted to, Mm. you could find that path right now and do that area backwards, but you don't see it. And so you're not paying attention. This game lets you, I think, do all these areas whatever way you want. I think it's like kind of built for that, but you're not programmed to probably think that you should be looking in that space. But my God, the egg on my face, every time it would take me out of an area and I'd be like, I fucking walked past this a hundred times and I didn't realize there was a little secret exit there. It, it keeps happening to me. And those ones where you're just walking and you're not like, you're not scouring for secrets or anything. You just like press the stick, you know, maybe a second longer in one direction. And then, uh, oh, now I'm behind this building. Wait, I didn't know you could go behind this building. Wait, does this keep going? What if I go right? Oh, shit. Am I like, where the fuck is this going to spit me out? It's like, yeah. fuck, I had no idea it was there. And I just totally found it by accident. And that's all very, that is a very like, not like necessarily just Elden Ring. But that's a very Dark Souls thing. It's like coming out of a door, be like, holy shit, I'm back at this bonfire. Thank yeah. God. That happens often. Yeah. Like you'll unlock 
shortcuts back to you don't have bonfires in this game you have these you, statues but they're bonfire-esque right oh, yeah, if you die that's where you refill your flasks there you yeah. refill yeah, your flasks. and the enemies respawn if you yeah. go there this game how is many, clearly inspired yeah oh no totally uh, how many they act and function as bonfires but they're statues but how many flasks do you two have three four I have five as well I actually might have five. I don't remember, but I have, it's crazy how many like <laughs> items I have and I still don't know what they do. Um, <laughs> but you're using them. It's also like snappy though. Like I don't know how to use these new ones. Oh shit. There's think, something else yeah. happening that happens oh. later. They're like little squares. Have you gotten a square yet? I've gotten a couple squares. The coasters. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I don't know. I've been looking through the manual and be like, where the fuck are these coasters at? I don't know. I don't know what the coasters do. <laughs> I, huh. I don't know what those do yet. I haven't figured that part out, but I keep getting like, I keep getting like wands and like cool little things that you get to mess with, but you got to try them out because you okay. need to know. But the squares, I don't know how to try that out. And I don't have you a tutorial a page for it yet. You can assign mm. it, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it does. Does any animation happen when does. you press the button? I don't know. I, don't, I can't tell. Wow. This, see, this is fun. Like I love games like this where there's that mystery. And like, I feel like Elden, Elden Ring, a lot of people have this too. Where, have that, you seen this? Yeah. Have you done this thing? Have you seen, oh wait, no, I didn't see that. How the fuck did that happen? Oh, that guy was there when I was there, but he wasn't there. Like this has some of that mystery that's, that's really fun to talk to people about. People will talk about the different things that things happen when this game comes out. Um, and I also think you're going to find speedrunners eat this game up because they're going to find a lot of really interesting hacks and secrets to it. My one caveat is that it can be like a little defeating to find um, like a back entrance to an area, but it's not really where you're supposed to be yet. Maybe you are, you know, you should really should do it the other way. But if you discover it, you think you should go down that road. So you can go down a lot of rabbit holes in this game. And they can be <sighs> deep. Like you can go like I before I stopped playing last time, I found my way to this area that was like not on the map I have. And it was this totally different area that had weather stuff going on. I was just like, weather I don't stuff. know. I don't know what's going on here, but I guess I should just keep pushing forward because I've been stuck back at the old place. And then I just pushed and pushed and pushed and kept getting further and further. And it's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. And then I got to a, a point where I couldn't get past. And it's like, I guess I just got to backtrack. Because another thing, and don't, you know, for spoiler's sake, don't tell me, but like, I have not unlocked any kind of fast travel yet. And so mm -hmm. for me, it's like a lot of like, okay, I guess I could check this part of the map over here, but I'm all the way over here. Fuck. Okay. I guess I got to go all the way. How do I get out of this area? Like they, there are frustrations for sure. Well, yeah, especially cause a lot of the dun or a couple of the dungeons I've, I say dungeons. I literally, I mean that literally like there's spots where you go underground, then you come out on cliffs, several of the spots. There are these like points of no return where a ladder is broken halfway down mm -hmm. or, um, like a stairway has yeah. crumbled. You can go down it, but can't come back up it. Yeah. The first time I didn't, the way I realized that was frustrating because I came back into this chamber, did not realize I was at the top of that ladder again. <laughs> I mean, I, it was dumb of me, but I made like the same mistake. Like it, again, you're like creating new shortcuts for yourself, like uncoiling a rope at the top of a mm -hmm. cliff or lowering yeah. a ladder. Like you, like you do in any number of, like even in horizon. But if you fuck up, you're like, oh shit! I have to go I have back to go through all like the way eight, eight more rooms yeah. to get yeah. there. Which that is punishing. I don't and know. That's a bit of a Hollow Knight thing too, which is just mm. like, ah, crap! Like I got to go all the way through all this shit. If you enjoy the environment, um, like I tend to do in these types of games, you're just enjoying that time going through it again. It's not that it's not frustrating. It's just that I'm allowing that frustration because I enjoy the location and I'm also building souls. I'm collecting a currency when that happens. So it doesn't feel like wasted time because at least I'm gathering money that you do spend 
to upgrade your character, to buy items, all of that money is valuable and it does come in handy. Like at first I was like, I'm rich. I have so, I have like thousands of these things burned through them once you get into like the higher ranks. So you'll use the money. So like kill everything that you possibly mm -hmm. can. Yeah, this game is special. And I'm sure we'll talk about it again on the show. I would like to. I think we should do maybe like next time, maybe we'll do a spoiler one because it had have been out for a couple weeks and we can actually talk about end stuff and uh, maybe talk about some of the secrets. There's a lot more I'd really like to uncover with you guys about your experiences and if they're different than mine. Because again, the first area, I beat it totally different than you beat it. And I, I find that really interesting. I've cheesed a second area now and I also got wildly stuck in this new area. So I, I'm very interested to see if like getting stuck will hinder your appreciation of this game because it can. Mm -hmm. um, or if you'll stick it out because I'm currently like in love with this game, even with those frustrations. I think this is a stellar achievement in game design, level design. The audio, my God, is mm -hmm. so good. Um, I would say the only other thing I don't super love is I think some of the combat is a little clunky. Like we were comparing it to the bird game, <laughs> the one with the sword. Death Store. What? what? De Death, Death Store. Door. Oh, yeah. I think Death's Door is a little cleaner. This is, I mean, so far it's just been a lot of like lock on, you know, back up when he's about to attack, roll out of the way, get a couple of hits in, back Your roll away. is slow. Like, Did you notice that? I feel like your roll is a little slow. I like the, I love the detail though. This, the instruction manual does say this in English or whatever. It's so literal, right? It, it of says, like when your hip, when your free hit points are. It shows the animation of you rolling and it's like you're invincible here. So when not, the dust cloud is here, you're if invulnerable. You see, if you yeah. see a dust cloud, Look that, for dust the clouds. fox kicks up, yeah. you're invisible, which I love that like little visual. Uh, There's more. They teach you literally like what will kill you in that game. And that's interesting. Ooh. The things that you would Stamina system about. is a Stamina bit more system. complex than it would appear at first. Yeah, The yeah. mana system. There's a lot of really cool systems that it will explain. I do think that at first I was apprehensive about the manuals. I like them now because instead of us gossiping about it, everybody who plays this game, as long as you're like looking around, if you find those pages, you're as good as a top gamer because it's giving you every secret in that manual. It's telling you literally like all the juicy secrets of how to play. Well, so but yeah, but like three you. quarters of it is in another language, at least <laughs> as far as I am. I think a lot of times you can interpret it. Um, and yeah, I've had pictures. some eureka moments where I've noticed what it was trying to say. Dan, I believe the answer to your current mystery may be in a page and you're just like not seeing it yet, but mm. it depends on when you get that page. Cause I don't remember exactly when I got this page, but I remember like reading this page and being like, this is obtuse. And then later being like you, oh my God. And that was like huh. the travel, but it was, okay. it's not told. I, I like that. I, I like how much it doesn't tell you, you know? Yeah, I like it too. Um, I don't think it's without its pitfalls. I am enjoying it immensely. I am addicted. I was the one who heavily was like, we have to talk about it because I've spent so much time in this damn world. And I think we have to talk about it. Um, I'm really interested to see what the public thinks because it has those frustrations. I wonder if everyone's going to be as in love with it as I am. Well, I do think if it was a lesser game, I think some of the times I've been very frustrated at like not knowing where to go or what to do, or it's just like, I, I would just feel completely stuck. Uh, 
if there wasn't enough that intrigued me like this game has, I probably would have set it down by now. But yeah. um, it seems like this game is doing things very intentionally, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued. I'm definitely going to keep going. Cool. Um, we should talk about it again. Yes. Um, do we, we could touch on games we've already talked about later, but, uh, I guess the other one, a couple embargoes went up yesterday, one, which was Ghostwire Tokyo, specifically not the review. The game doesn't come out till the 24th, 25th, whatever day Kirby comes out. Those are coming out the same day, but, uh, we got the wait, same day. Mm -hmm. Why do we, why do they just make a note that says Kirby comes out tomorrow? Is that not the case? No, Kirby's like 24th, 25th. I don't know where the fuck I got that idea. Does anything come out tomorrow as of this recording? As of this recording, the eleventh. Yeah. Um. The fuck I am I getting that? Think I literally so. just put a I note have, saying I have a, I have a Kirby. Calendar. March eleventh. Play uh, that demo. You fucking suck off a car. Nah, <laughs> suck off a car. GTA Five is next week. Tunic is Wednesday. Nope. Huh. Kirby. Okay. Kirby and uh, Ghostwire. Okay, sorry. Ghostwire is the twenty fourth. Kirby and Tiny Tina's are the twenty fifth. Okay. Um, well, I look forward anyway. to playing. More Ghostwire. Yeah, which is all to say, uh, but we yesterday embargo went up for the first two chapters of Ghostwire. We have the whole game, but we can only talk about the first two chapters. Made by Tango Gameworks. If you played Evil Within 1 or 2, you know it's got the uh, Shinji Mikami helped found the studio and obviously was building up people around to make those games in the vein of uh, action-oriented survival horror Resident Evils. And uh, this is kind of the first weird thing they've done, I'd say. Uh, and I'm enjoying it. I go back and forth on Ghostwire Tokyo. My time with it has been highs and lows. I am mostly enjoying it. I, have I told you guys my thoughts on the B game? Am I, am I, it I is. It's a, it's a huge B game. Yeah. And I always have to give this caveat. That is not an indicator of quality. When I say mm. B game, I mean it's somewhere between AAA, super expensive Call of Duty, and indie in terms of like kind of budget mm. and studio and stuff like this. This very much feels like a... If you remember the suffering or psyops or, you know, this is kind of like very PS2 or 360 era shadows of the damned. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The darkness and, you know, stuff like that, like fear. I feel like mm -hmm. this is a B game, which I've missed for a long time. Yes. It's definitely a B game and it's fucking weird. And it does kind of feel like a 360 game at times. I just don't. I can't figure out whether it's intentional. I don't think it is. There are times where it's it. like it opens up. But in these first couple of chapters, it's like it tells you basically you can't go down a certain street because like there's just fog and you start walking past it and you start getting hurt. And that just brought me right back to how yeah. many fucking PS3 games I've reviewed where it's just like invisible wall can't go past there or you just die if you go past there. But it does actually start opening up and, and have more open areas. In the first chapter, there are actually invisible walls, which yeah. pissed me off a couple of times. But yeah, to set the stage, uh, Tokyo, a fog has fallen on it. Uh, there are these things called visitors. It's heavily inspired by like yokai myth and Japanese folklore, um, a lot of Shinto beliefs. Um, but you are your character wakes up after a brutal car crash. A spirit has possessed him. If you haven't watched any gameplay videos, you're basically using the it's called ethereal weaving. You're using your hand motions to cast spells of different elements. And then you're pulling out these ghost things, cores. Um. The coolest animation when you pull out the cores is the crazy oh, fucking yo-yo yeah. trick thing You're, going yeah, on. Yeah, it's a yo-yo. Love um, that. It's, I'd say it's stylish as hell. Yes. But I told Dan, I told you this when we were talking about it the other day. I bounced back and, back and forth between being like, this is cool as hell. And this is the most 2013-ass game just with a super cool-looking veneer. Uh -huh. Like, 
the weapons you're using, the elemental attacks you're using, you get wind, you eventually, okay, in the first two a, chapters, you, you can unlock wind, you get a bow, you can unlock water attacks, and you can unlock melee. fire. And you get a melee, you, um, you also can unlock these cards, what the hell they're called, these little pieces of paper with uh, symbols, or like a kanji on them, and you throw it and stuns enemies. I don't know that you can find everything, because the first two chapters, the first one's very... 20 minutes streamlined setting things up second it's chapter kind of a things, phantom pain intro like you're going through like a hospital at some yeah, point and it's very yes. like on rails yeah things open up and then second chapter i spent i told tim turry i was like i spent like three hours in the second chapter and you could probably do it in like half an hour if you wanted to i'm doing all the side stuff and everything yeah. and like seeing all the vendors like it's the vibe of this game is what's so cool all this like yokai stuff and like you're collecting these spirits and these like little sigils that you bring to a payphone and you use to level up there's these all the vendors are like these cats that just kind of float yeah. around and talk to you and like all the people have been just kind of like just like, like you know, rapture apocalypse away yeah, yeah. And, like there's just clothes all over the ground and it's all this kind of this like night rainy tokyo shibuya like it's just a real cool vibe like all the food you're picking up is like oh i got two nether rice balls yeah <laughs> like, i laughed at that too it's like oh um, i think amanda walked in and uh i was talking i showed her the cat because uh i think it's like a japanese myth thing where a cat uh will like live super long and then grow two tails and be able to speak to humans there's a term for it but um yeah then i picked up a nether watermelon which the <laughs> nether the nether items uh in addition to just healing you will also boost your stats for a little bit, like give you a temporary buff. But Or it'll give you like permanent, you know, health up, you know, like a permanent, like, oh, you got 0.4 health up every time you eat one of these rice balls. Oh, are or, those permanent? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, oh, thought, a, well, that's health. like the, that's the yellow herb from Resident Evil 4. I didn't realize that. I, I, I think anything you eat, some of it, it will be like, oh, you've got like extra perfect block, you know, something or other. But like, I thought I that every time you eat it, you get a tiny little bit of maximum health. You get a up. cool block. You're basically Doctor Strange now that I think about it. Well, it's, is that, does he shoot stuff out of his fingers? That's what he does. He summons these like oh, really? balls and does these yo-yo things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it's like, it's not quite an FPS, but it is first person and you are shooting at things, but it's just like, there's like, what's the element guns? of magic before, in there? Before though? people get is pissed at me, magic? before people get pissed at me, I'll say, I know Doctor Strange was inspired by Asian myth. So it all comes, it's, it's still inspired is he by a good Asian guy. Myth. Yeah. Um, yes, he is. But uh, to answer your question, the element of magic, you're possessed by this dude that knows how to do this. Like, um, There's a lot of notes you pick up. It's kind of like uh, Dia de los Muertos, where it's the closest the world of the dead comes with the world of the living. There's a similar holiday in Shinto belief, from what I've gathered. Uh, and I'm saying this all as someone who lives in New York. I don't know much about all this. I'm taking this as the game gives it to me. Um, and you just are possessed by this spirit and you're fighting these demon people who are the villain claims that he's um, trying to basically enact the the rapture, like bring all these people to a better life. But what that manifests as is a bunch of creepy enemies. Uh like putting them in these spirit cubes and sending them to hell or it's whatever. It's kind of like it. a weird, like slender man type thing where it's a lot of just like yeah. skinny faceless guys in suits with like an umbrella. that's just like walking towards you weirdly. It's yeah. not like traditional enemies and stuff, you know, like I think if this game had a different wrapping and like all of the, like, you know, pointing and shooting and the side mission structure and all that stuff. If it was all the exact same, but just had a more normal like vibe to it, mm -hmm. I would probably be way less forgiving of how kind of dated a lot of the formula seems, but just because it's also kind of cool to walk yeah. around and, you know it's I, so the atmosphere rocks like 
it it honestly reminds me it, it is a very welcome change of pace from all these massive open world games it is still open world but in the sense that like assassin's creed syndicate or unity were it's one confined city that you could ostensibly find everything if you played for like 25 hours so it's a very refreshing size and i am very much enjoying like the neo-noir rainy like david fincher-esque kind of touches but when i really think about it it's like okay the wind attacks are basically just kind of playing the same role as a handgun the water attacks are your shotgun and the fire is like your sniper rifle the bow is a bow Bows and bow, yeah. But yeah. even like, but the, the thing is, every one of these fucking games has the Batman vision thing where you hold R one and you can see the yeah. outlines and stuff. But even this, like, the way it does it is like you reach out and you drop this like little spirit drop out of your palm and it goes really nice, like, and it yeah. like spreads out everywhere and looks really cool. It's mm-hmm. like none of these concepts are new in terms of gameplay, but it just makes it all really cool. Yeah, no, it. The less I think about this game, the more I like it. Not from like a plot hole perspective, but I'm also really enjoying the side mission. You'll, you're basically like. Haley Joel Osment helping ghosts and you'll come up to them and be like I have unfinished business like um this landlord like stole this item that my granddaughter really loved and you go into the house and you're doing like puzzles within these random houses and you're like oh shit there's something here on the wall and then you go and find that there's a note that's like I hid my key in the Shinto shrine you're like there's no Shinto shrine and then the the spirit inside you there's a pretty funny relationship between the the dude's name is KK, who possesses you, and Akido, who is the protagonist. They're bickering to each other the whole time, but it's actually, I find it kind of endearing. Um, he's like, use my fucking power I just showed you, idiot. And then you he doesn't say that, but and then you drop it and you see the Shinto shrine and it's a nice self-contained puzzle. But after, it's like, there's almost like an investigation thing in that mission where it's like you find the, the note on the wall and it's like a floor plan of the house, but like one whole room is just like scratched out in thick yeah. marker. And so that's where you kind of go and it's like, oh wait, there's a secret thing here. Let me look into the spirit world or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's I, I I like it whenever a game like this has that almost investigative, like kind of condemned thing going on. And yeah. I that's the best mission for that so far, but I hope there's more of it. Other ones are just like, go into this bathhouse and find a bunch of still water and cleanse it and you know just oh yeah that one was a bit mediocre there, there's yeah. a bunch of them there's also one that's like just showing you how to and this is probably like three hours into my playthrough it's uh, a kappa it's like a water spirit that drags people down and uh, apparently they eat cucumbers and you find this the ghost of a kid who's like I can't escape until you kill the kappa that killed me and then you are in this like waist deep fountain and you're it's just showing you how to keep him on the other side of a statue and cat and mouse him. And then that's mm. it. And you sneak up behind him and take his core out. But yeah, there's so many like flourishes to this game that I love. It's also pretty the platforming's not great, but they do want you to do a decent amount of it. There are Tengu, these uh, mm-hmm. creatures that float in the air above. You can hear them. You can almost always hear one screeching in the sky <laughs> and you just have to look up at him and press X. And it it's the grappling hook in this game. You grapple hook to a Tengu. It pulls you under the roofs. So you're, I w- I'm on the rooftops a decent amount. There's no falling damage. You can you, jump you from can like glide. Oh, you can glide funny. to get from like across a street, but there's no falling damage. Um, skill tree stuff where it's like you're getting these like skill points as you level up and you can, you know, just like incrementally like this will be 1.75 times as fast to extract this core. Now you can do this attack on a ground enemy. So pretty, pretty basic skill tree I've seen so far, but still fun to get. Yeah. And it, it doles out like new enemy types fairly often. Like uh, all of a sudden this big, it's also just every enemy is commenting on some like the salary man of Japan or like this is this ghost is the manifestation of like uh, schoolgirls with low self-esteem or like uh, 20 something men who are unsure about their future. 
it's all just like it's kind of like persona ish in the way that all these enemies are manifestations of some weirder giant uh concern but yeah i mean it's seeing new enemy types fairly often where i'm like this guy's got a mallet and he takes a lot more to kill but i'm exploring a lot I think you might be further than me. How often does it do the thing where it drops you into just like a straight up combat arena? Because I've had a time where it's just like, you're just getting whisked away to this circle and we're going to spawn a couple waves of enemies. Um, Not often, but not infrequently either. Like yeah. I'd say two of the side missions. So basically structurally, you're clearing um, Tory shrines, Tory gates to clear out shrines which moves the hazardous fog from an area and leaves you open to explore the area. And each time you do that, there's like three side missions open up, I'd say three or four. And I'd say of the 12 side missions, I think I've done about three of them brought me into a combat arena, not counting the main mainline one that did. Okay. And the combat, it's like, I think it's conceptually fun that you're shooting this magic out and stuff like that, but it really is just kind of like, if, as long as you remove reload, it, it's pretty much like a normal, just like, hey, I'm walking you around You don't need to use it. Like, you could just shoot your way through. Because the whole, to me, that's the most interesting thing you've talked about. Is that, which part? Just the surrealism and the magic. Oh, you're saying, like, can you just kind of run and gun this thing? Yeah. Kind I mean, outside of, like, you know, from what I've seen, the, the investigative part in, like, some of the side missions are, like. Say I hate magic, and I refuse <laughs> to use it. You're gonna need to shoot. You're you're gonna encounter enemies and have to shoot them. I mean, you could do the bow and you could do melee attacks and stuff, but it seems like the primary default attack is just like magic stuff. And I will say that combat is not does not feel like the main focus. It definitely there's large stretches where I'm just exploring, and then all of a sudden I'll run into a dude at an intersection, and there's a little fight that breaks out. Um, but yeah, you'll definitely be. And there's ammo. Each of each of the uh, elements has. Like fire starts off with five shots because it's powerful. Wind, I think I'm up to 38 now. You find yeah. these little shrines, Jinzo shrines that give I like you those. Yeah, they give you extra uh, ammunition spots. They call it SP, but it's ammo. Um, it's a little slow, like moving the camera. Like I've tried to kind of tweak yeah. the like you know accelerating and the the motion, but it it's uh it always just kind of feels a little sluggish, you know. I increased sensitivity. I, the motion blur was atrocious at first. Um, the game just the game just doesn't look good in general. I would say I see. I, I like the look like the environments. I just like the reflective kind of wet streets and like just the, I the, love the, the art lights direction. and everything. I, I guess. I, yeah. Purely, purely visual quality just is not, does not seem great to me. It's on PS five. Um, it, it looks kind of dated to me, but I might just be, I'm with you on fidelity coming like, off that, like horizon and Elden ring. So oh, it's nowhere near that level. I, I, oh, but yeah. yeah, I think maybe I just like the art and the look and vibe, the art, it. the art, the style, the aesthetic in itself is amazing. Like art direction is one of the coolest. Like I, I don't really like get video game merch often or anything, but I can see like being pretty obsessed with this game's art style. I would say in terms of like fidelity, it's maybe like on the par on par with like a Yakuza or something. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like no one's it. playing Yakuza because it's like, oh, the environments are so detailed. Right. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. actually, there's a lot of like signage and stuff, but you know what I mean? Like fidelity yeah. wise. Yeah. Um, supposedly this game is like 15 to 20 hours based on what the director said in PR. So like, I don't know. It sounds like on course with like a, what a Resident Evil 4 or an Evil Within would be, which makes sense because sure. they made the latter. Um, but it, yeah, it's I'm I'm not. I'm I'm enjoying it in the same sense that I enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima, where I'm like, 
none of this is brand new, but they're doing enough stylistically and they're doing enough, like they're adding these flourishes here and there that are like, this feels uh, unique in its own way. And mm-hmm. I, I also am really enjoying the atmosphere. Like just for that alone, it's it's pretty compelling. That's the main thing keeping me going. It's just like, I like being in that world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's Ghostwire Tokyo. That's out March 20, what did I just say? 24th? 4th. Late yes. March. March 24th. Uh, from Tango Gameworks. Um, also yesterday, Embargo, which uh, a game that was not really on my radar until it all of a sudden was a Stranger of Paradise, Final <laughs> Fantasy Origin. I hate these names. Um, man, that game might be... That's going to be in our, our goatee list for worst oh name God, of the it's year. Bad. That's a bad so name, exhausting. but holy shit, this I game is pretty fun. Really? And guys, I if we're, if we're on a streak of games that don't really talk much at the beginning, holy shit. There's like a quick, like, there's a quick, like, 25 second cutscene of this villain just murdering dudes brutally. And then it cuts to all of a sudden, you and your two party, your, your three characters are in a boss fight. It's, oh. it's in me. It's a, it, they're like Tarantinoing it. And uh, all of a sudden, you fight this boss and you kill it. <laughs> I'm not making any of this up. I'm not exaggerating. You kill the boss. You think it's over. He kills you. And I'm not spoiling this because this is in the demo. You wake up in this golden like Elysium field from Gladiator. And I shit you not, My Way by Frank Sinatra is playing. And you're strolling through the fields. And all of a sudden, it cuts back. And you're back in control. And you're doing the tutorial. And it's showing you all the, like, it's Team Ninja who made Neo, Mm. uh, Ninja Gaiden. Mm -hmm. Uh, They know what they're doing with action shit. And it's just all of a sudden, you're in the tutorial. It just straight up is saying, like, this is the tutorial. Go to this orb in the middle. Hold the touchpad. It's going to tell you what this next thing is testing. And it tests you. And you do it. And then all of a sudden, you're back at the castle. And they're telling you, <laughs> your, your character, his name is Jack. And he's obsessed with killing chaos. And he Your tells Final everyone, Fantasy character name is Jack? He tells, <laughs> he tells everybody. Uh, his other two dudes came back from the dead as well. And they're like, hey, remember us? And he's like, I don't really, I don't really remember much. I just know I need to kill chaos. And they're like us too. And they like bump knuckles. <laughs> and then they go and Sonic, Sonic adventure. <laughs> oh my God. But holy shit. Like the action is super fun. Quite possibly the dumbest game I've played in a while in oh. the best sense. Just dumb as fuck. Is it the, an RPG? I just don't, I don't really pay attention to final fantasy stuff at all. So, What's the deal with no, that? no, no. So, um, it is first and foremost a Team Ninja action game. Okay, feels... that's the best thing you could have said for me. However, right. the thing that I did not expect, oh my God, there is a lot of like, not loot, like randomized loot in the sense of Diablo or Destiny, but you are getting new boots, you are getting a new shirt, you are getting a new glove, sword, shit. There, it, there's a lot of loot. Other Outside of that, it's I... like an action dungeon crawler. I mean, I'm playing Elden Ring and I've got like fucking 40 hats and I use four of them, you know, like I'm, you, I'm fine with that. You might be like, I don't know, like a lot of it is aesthetic, but I'm enjoying just fucking making my douchebag dude bro named Jack look cool as hell before I go fight a bunch of demons and goblins with there's some cool mechanics in the combat you are doing. They've got like a Sekiro um guard break where you break an enemy you do a soul burst and what that is for goblins at least is you slam their face in the ground kick their skull in their bodies become these red spiky crystals and then they just explode and you get like a currency from them okay um you also very devil may cry yes it feels like it devil may cry platinum games stand out when i'm playing this 
Well, I mean, um, you mentioning the fucking my way thing makes me think of Bayonetta immediately. Bayonetta yeah. in terms of like uh, tone. For but sure. even like, you know, Bayonetta always did like fly me to the moon and stuff like you saying it goes to like my way. That makes me think it, of that. If you had not, the only thing that keeps tipping me off that it's a Final Fantasy game is like the, you'll go to, I'm I'm not far in, I'm like two hours in. You'll go into um, towns, like there's one Cornelia and the center of it is the Alabaster Castle and the, um, you could tell the, the engine itself is like the Final Fantasy engine. It looks like Final Fantasy 15 um face facially and uh like artistically but outside of that i would not have known it's a final fantasy game if no one had told me it's wow. it's just like team ninja being attached to this weird thing it's super dumb your character dies within the first two minutes and then like there are cutscenes, and you can talk to people but it's like they have two lines your character doesn't say shit back and you move on if you want to but it's real dumb. Like it's it's super. The cutscenes are very like road trip dude bro kind of shit. But okay. it seems self aware about it. Like okay. I don't think they think it's cool. I think they know that you're making fun of these characters. So your guy's a dumbass, and it's like it's a knowing dumbass thing. There's Jack, who is like the ripped. He kind he's like he seems like um, Nero or Dante. I forget who is who, but it could be either one. Uh, there's Jed. Who's like the, he's the more, the skinnier kind of. Who could forget Jed? He's like the pretty boy that uses daggers and shit. And then there's Ash, the huge rip dude with the ponytail, wears tank tops. Okay. I I like Team Ninja. And actually, I don't think I realized you said they did the Neo games. Yeah, Neo wanted to. Yep. No shit. Because like to me, they were just the Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive team. I didn't, I guess I hadn't thought of them in forever. Neo's been their like focus for, I don't know, going on seven years now since the first one. Are those supposed to be pretty good? Neo? Neo yeah. 1 and 2? Oh, fantastic. I really? love them. 2 is amazing. Um, Maybe I should play those. If, I mean, they're Souls-likes. They're clearly... I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, they're they're my favorite. I'd say Neo 1 and 2 are the best Souls-like. That's Better not than a, the Souls games? No, Souls-like. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. No, no, no. It's not... No, it's not... The, <laughs> it's 1 the and 2 Souls Neo game. are incredible, though. And those also are like uh, ancient Japan, Japanese myth, Shinto belief kind of system. Huh. Um, they're great. They're tough. Two is there's also stances that you like. It's not Sekiro Ooh. level, but um, I don't know. Try them out when you get a chance. Neo Two was one of my favorite games of was it 2019? But I didn't play it until 2020, and I loved it. But yes, okay. Stranger of Paradise is unfortunately like the game. according to our game of the year guidelines that would not qualify. It depends yeah. on if they put out a new. Uh, it could win the award we had PS5 for best game that didn't release so. this year. Mm. No. <laughs> no. I think so. Yeah. It could get what Total War Warhammer Two got though in our game of the year thing. What did that get? Best game of the year that didn't come out this oh, year. Oh, yeah. that's We got that category. That's yeah. right. We have a specific category to address that. Yeah. Um, right. But, well, you know, we, we can talk offline. Anyway. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah Stranger of Paradise uh, is probably the game I'm most looking forward to playing more of. Of the, oh, like, shit. 15 games I need to play more of this year. Well, and there's a lot of games that came out this week. Yeah. There's a lot. It's, we have a lot to actually I, talk about. Honestly, I'm looking at this list. Dan, I... I Mary, I don't know. Like, I don't think you and I have talked much about, do you like platinum games or Bayonetta or do you like, like, uh, like Devil May Cry? I do like hack and slashy games like that. Um, but they have to be kind of silly a little bit for me to appreciate it because they're not supposed to take themselves seriously. Bayonetta is like, it's cheeky. And it's a really good game. Mm-hmm. I think if it took itself really seriously, I'd be like, oh, come off it. Like, you're a ridiculous character. I, it's a ridiculous I, yeah. situation. I want to say something 
that I I know is pandering to Dan, <laughs> but like the tone and the self-awareness or almost like lack of self-awareness reminds me of over the top, like macho <laughs> tank tops. Everybody's ripped. Okay. They're taking this dumb thing way too seriously. Hey, but- <laughs> Siri, remind me, get Final Fantasy bullshit thing. <laughs> but it's Final just- Fantasy bullshit thing. I'll purchase. know what that means. So why is Sinatra <laughs> playing? Is he in Elysium now? Why am I dead? I'm back now, but he doesn't remember them. But then they all just said, like, we're here to kill chaos. They all have crystals that are supposed to line up. We're here to and kill then they chaos. It's so stupid. I'm into but it's it. also so fun. It's the combat. It feels great. It's it's not it's not it's like um it's a good balance between kind of this floaty and twitchy. It's like a really okay. good responsive combat. Um you're getting like a it's shit. been a bit since we've had a good one of those, you know? Yeah, I don't know what the uh Scarlet Nexus and um Tales of Arise last year. That was all right, but I feel like Tales of Arise was like more of an RPG first with some sure, like combat, yeah. like real-time combat stuff. Set. This feels, this seems vice versa so far, two Perfect. hours in. Um, I don't know, check it out. It's it's incredibly stupid God, and dumb. just mentioning this stuff makes me, Bayonetta, I need, when is that, is that supposed to be this year, Bayonetta 3? I thought so, but so Ooh. much gets moved around now. I and would suspect that to be delayed. Probably, but Bayonetta 2, in the first one, but 2 especially, holy shit, what a game. Um, Yeah. Try Stranger Paradise because I liked it a lot. Or I'm liking it a lot. Um, Reviews for that. The embargo was yesterday, but people are writing about it now. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, outside of that, Mary, has Tunic been your main focus? Have you gotten the chance to play anything else? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you played a shit ton of Tunic. I dedicate this uh, episode of Fire Escape to Mike Marty because I played both of the games you recommended, and I loved both of them, and I ate them up strange horticulture what was the second one vampire survivors that game oh. fucking oh. wait dan did you play it yet no motherfuckers oh, listen so fucking good. i hate airplanes and i have loser. to go to a work conference like, in dallas in a few weeks i'm saving it for the steam deck so and an airplane it's like the mary, best game I've mary, ever mary 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 it's addictive now, yeah, it's so good I already sold him last Dude. week, but now I, yeah, you gotta. It's so what do you good. Think of it? yeah. I know it is. It's gotta be. It sounds so up my alley. <laughs> it seems so simple at first. I played it on stream, and it's so addictive because within a three-hour stream, all you want to do is beat this game, and you can. There is like an easy system, and I did end up beating it off stream later once I like kind of like tweaked a couple things to my character. But what an incredible concept that you're basically like auto shooting. It's all about your upgrades and essentially like the way you're moving around this environment. Lots and lots of enemies coming at you. Uh, my big catchphrase during that game was bats because you have to avoid these like swarm of bats that come flying at you unless you have the proper upgrade. Then you yeah. eat bats. Oh, you consume garlic, them. garlic. You are grabbing them out of the sky and just biting their heads off. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's You feel so powerful by the end of this game. And oh. then 
it's incredible, like the amount of power to the amount of like powerlessness you feel based on what's happening at any given time. I've walked around like I am a motherfucking beast. And then like this new enemy will come up and I'll be like, I'm dead. And that's okay. it. It's a really fun experience. And the whole mm. concept is that you just have to survive 30 minutes. What a cool mm. fucking concept. That's All you have really to do is play flight. it, Dan. It sounds no, really you're for not, a flight. You're not going to want to get off that flight. It's That's super the thing. Fun. I it sounds like it will make time melt away, which is all I ever want on a fucking flight. Which is the opposite of when I was flying back from Aruba and I was like, I'll try the triangle strategy demo, yeah. and it's like I feel like this flight is twenty hours longer. I want vampire survivors going to Dallas. This on your game, Steam Deck, oh my god, yes. it's like the it's ideal addictive. Deck and it's yeah. really easy to play in short bursts because, again, all you have to do is survive 30 minutes. If you die, go to bed. If you live, you're the best gamer in the whole world. It's very satisfying to play. It's also three fucking dollars. Yeah. So it's an extremely easy purchase. Even if, let's say, hypothetically, like you play it for a couple hours and you're like, it's not really my jam. Three bucks? It's three bucks. It's like it's quarter like, pounder. Find it on your sofa. It's, it is... Three double cheeseburgers. It's not a lot of money. It's really fun. In fact, I was having such a good time playing it. I raided Blessing um, from Kind of Funny's Blessing. And he's his own blessing, but he might be known from Kind of Funny if you follow Kind of Funny. And he was streaming and he asked me what I was playing. And I was playing and I like in all caps was like Vampire Survivors. Buy it. It's $3. And you know what he did? He was like, oh, okay. And he went and fucking bought it right during the stream and I, downloaded it and started playing it because it's $3. Well, when I first started recommending it to people, I, I text them assuming they're playing it. Like, I realize it's not Hades level of clout, but it's still like, there's it's early access. There is a world in which this game gets to a point that I like it as much as I liked Hades. This no game is this, well this, executed. It is this well game designed. Is all about the meta of those games. Like so, like the conversations you have when you talk about Hades, you don't talk about like, oh yeah, so then I hit this one dude with a sword and then I dodged and I hit him. No, you talk about what was your build, like what upgrades did you pick? That's what this game cares about. It's like, like Mary, what's your favorite item that you cannot pass up? Um the I would say the axe is a big one for me. If oh, you can get, um, and so these are, I want to be avoiding spoilers because I want Dan to enjoy building his character the way he wants to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're secrets to the reasons that we like the things we like. I do obviously like garlic. Um, <coughs> garlic think, is the one, yeah. I think daggers is extremely valuable as well because they're straight. So um, oh, you can aim them. You can aim them and that's really valuable for the direction that you choose. It's tough going to the level of Hades because the replayability of Hades is really good. Once I beat Vampire Survivors, I was like, I've beat it. I don't know if I need to beat it again. I didn't feel yeah. that like I did with Hades. Yeah. But this game, for the price, it's extremely <laughs> addictive and you want to beat it. You want to get to that 30-minute mark. And you can do it. It feels impossible the first time you play, but you can do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's... You're also unlocking new characters who have different bonuses when you level up. The new up. characters it's are interesting, too. I was playing the guy who's made of bones. I believe they call them skeletons. Skeleton, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's an easy way to see. <laughs> there's one inside you right now. Yeah, you have your own. Yeah, it's all yours. You've had it forever. I believe I may also be made of bones, but we can't actually tell. I'm right here on my shirt. You don't know that. I'm Irish to the bone. Oh, look, a man made oh. of bones. Um... God, Vampire Survivors <laughs> fucking rocks. It's such a good game. So um, that game was phenomenal, and I'm so glad you recommended it. I'm so glad I took your advice and played it like a normal person since the last time you talked about it on the last podcast. I think that was really oh, wait, good to Tamora do. texted me saying, again, this is another thing. I was like, 
Tamor plays a lot of games. It's me, Tamor. I also wipe from back to no. front. No, I think it's totally normal to wipe. Tamor, you better like not. No, 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 no. He, he, no, he, he would never was say one of the, that. He texted me about. Person. He's like, I'm downloading Vampire Survivors because of your recommendation on Firescape. I was like, I just assumed like someone like Tamor plays a lot of games. He knows his shit. I was like, I, I thought it was bigger than it is, but now that I know it's not, I'm just the biggest evangelist for it ever. The thing is, I don't think I've seen a lot of like big high profile like articles and stuff about this, but the people I've seen on Twitter or talked to like you guys that have played it, it's universally like, holy shit. And they love it's it. And they good. talk about it the way you guys do it. And it sounds so fucking up my alley. I'm so excited. It's getting so popular. New York Times is going to buy it like Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's incredible, um, and it's still okay. early access. So that was yeah, first Strange Mike's yeah. uh, recommendation. The second <laughs> recommendation was Strange Horticulture. Last time we did this podcast, Mike like casually was like, I'm playing this game. It's pretty cool. You buy and sell plants. Mary, I think you would like it, and I think you should play it on Comfy Crew, which is the show I have with Vinny where we play comfy, cozy, relaxing games. Elden and Ring? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, like Elden, Elden Ring, Ring. mainly. Okay. Nice, comfy, cozy game. Yes. Something yes. where you could like relax Relaxing. and you're not stressed, yeah. like yes. Elden Ring. Yeah. And so I downloaded this game and I usually play them blind. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I think I'll like test this for 30 minutes and just make sure. This one time I played a game for Cozy Crew that I hadn't played before. And like right in the beginning of the game, there was like some like parenting issues that doesn't mean the game's not cozy, but I don't really want to get into like rough, like drinking parent issues in the beginning of my cozy game. So now I test the games just to make sure that there's nothing like probably stressful about it. Heavy rain. <laughs> that seems comfy. That's right. Nice. You would be perfect on this show, Dan. Nice, comfy, cozy, heavy rain. A comfy rain. man. Um, and in like, I swear to God, in like the first 10 minutes of this game, there's a murder and that's not a big <laughs> deal. But I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to like do murder on cozy. In strange horticulture? Yeah. Huh. Immediately. Uh, but like Bambi is... has a murder. Like I don't like murder is a thing. You don't. You're a kid. I don't know if. <laughs> Bambi has a murder at the very beginning and Bambi is a kid movie. It's I don't fine. Think it's a cozy movie. Bambi the, the, about the adorable deer. That I think most people deer? would say Bambi's cozy. I would not consider Bambi cozy. I don't I remember would... anything except for the, the mom getting shot at the beginning. Well, there's Spoilers a lot more to that. 800 year old. Also movie. deer don't get murdered. They just get killed. Nobody's <laughs> like a deer was I don't murdered. Know what deer law is, but I mean, <laughs> the guy is shot to death. And in my book, that's a murder. I do like that. You're just camping out in woods. Accusing hunters of murdering. All right. Murder myself. Citizens arrest. Murder. <laughs> it always goes great. They have such a sense of humor about it. Oh, yeah. They love that you're just dressed like a deer when you do it. <laughs> handcuffs running around, dropping out of trees like snake eater, handcuffing hunters. With a murder. deer mask on. That's illegal. That's murder. I'm the deer hunter, hunter. <laughs> There we go. There's a reality show where I get murdered in the first episode. Dear Hunter Hunter, episode one, the finale. Dan gets killed. (laughs) You just Tarzan out of a tree on a vine. (laughs) Shot with a shotgun immediately. (laughs) Just flop off it. (laughs) Credits. It's a Quibi show. Oh, sorry, Mike, too soon? (laughs) No. Do it. That's an ideal Quibi show. monster. <laughs> it was right there. <laughs>
stands right alongside Shrek as Jeffrey Katzenberg's <laughs> finest creations. <laughs> um, anyway, Strange Horde. <laughs> Yeah. It's a it's a really cool game. It starts off a li- not it's not that stressful, but I didn't think it was good for cozy game. So I ended up playing a totally different game uh called Later Alligator, which I really do recommend. It's Did Vinny phenomenal. play that? Was that like a cool like you go to like clubs and stuff you're like an alligator he must have it's animated? It 4 years ago because he said he recommended it for an audio award on Giant Bomb like Yeah, it's a great ago. music, right? Yeah. It's yes. really really good. That's a cozy game. Anyway, Everyone should play Later Alligator. But that came out like four years ago. Strange Horticulture is a game about plants. You, uh, similarly to Stardew Valley, you're like uncle or whatever croaks and leaves you this plant factory and tells you to sell people stuff that they need for ailments. And so someone will come into the store and they'll be like, my tum-tum hurts. And you got to find a plant that will ease their tum-tum aches. There's only one plant that will do it. You have a book, but it's vague. And so it'll be like the tum-tum plant has spirally leaves and it's waxy. It doesn't describe, like it don't, It won't say whether or not it has a flower sometimes. And so you'll be looking at all these plants, you'll be like, which one is fucking waxy? And you can put them under a magnifying glass and kind of investigate. And then you decide the plant. When you do that and you give them the right plant, you get the points and you get to move on to your next person. If you get it wrong, I find this is interesting. Your existential dread meter goes up. And if your existential dread- That sounds dread, cozy. <laughs> I know. Again, this is why I didn't pick it. The existential dread meter goes up within like, um, like too high. If you get too many wrongs, it breaks the game and you get sucked into like a mini game where essentially like there's no, I don't think there's like any audio at all. And it's a very simple puzzle to recenter you. It's not annoying, but it disrupts your ability to sell plants. So you don't want it to happen, but it's just a mini game where you're essentially like unlocking a lock with lock picks. It's not a huge deal. So you want to try and get through. What I think is cool about this game is that at first you're just selling plants and it's kind of mindless. Go find the waxy plant. Go find the red flower that smells like beeswax, blah, 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 blah. Then I think it's like on day two, they're like, somebody was fucking murdered. And now you're in it. Now you're like using plants to solve murders. There's a specific type of plant that can decide whether or not someone's poisoned because the leaves recoil if there's poison nearby. So you take the plant to the dead corpse and like put the plant, again, not cozy. Like a witch's coven, right? Yeah. You put the plant next to the corpse and if the leaves recoil, that person was poisoned. And now you're like a little detective. You're running around, solving murders, figuring out like weird uh, witch cult shit. There's an interesting map that has an entire location, but they'll give you hints every day of a place you should be going on your map. Uh, And they'll give you like, maybe like the points on the map, or they'll say it's two south, three west from a very specific tree. And so you're kind of like looking around, finding these hidden locations and uh, covering new plants, new recipes, secrets, and it all kind of culminates with like solving the case. And I do think that I, I finished it. I got pretty addicted. And so I played this like two days in a row, hardcore. It was a good journey from beginning to end. It overstayed its welcome a little bit. We've talked about this before. We're like, we kind of feel like games don't know when it's ready to be done. Got to that point for me. 
but I still finished it and it had a nice uh, juicy ending uh, that kind of summed up the story really well and it had multiple endings. So I'm quite curious for other people to play it because they might get a different ending than I did. I think it's pretty cool. Mike, it was a good recommendation. Yeah, Amanda's been playing it too. Uh, I think I've told you she doesn't play many games, but one night I was like making breakfast for dinner in the kitchen. I was like, ah, try this game out. Brought the laptop out. And then she's playing it and she's, it's been two sittings. And I think she's played like three hours each sitting. It's addictive. I also for Mike, uh, you know, despite his countless numerous faults, uh, one thing he is so extremely many. good at and just way too many to go over here. Oh my God. Um, recommending games and actually just kind of like movies and everything and books. And like Mike, in terms of recommendations to his friends that he knows their interests, uh, he is about the most spot on I've ever seen. I think I can't think oh. of a time you've been completely wrong, Mike. About games, about game so. recommendations, games, books, movies, everything, except I, wiping his I, butt. I, yes. I mean, I'll, I'll state publicly. Sure, I've never been wrong. I've, I've had like friends that like watched a movie. They're like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any big hiccups. I don't know I'm, if you recommended the surfing book to me, but I did buy that and return it. Barbarian days. I started that. Yeah, it was around the like 19th wave that he described for six and a half chapters. Where like, oh, it was blue and the wind, and I was like, I'm good. I recommended. <laughs> you asked me like nonfiction books. I told you that. I told you um, Owls of the Eastern Ice. I told you, or maybe I don't know. Jake had asked me too, and I recommended Barbarian Days to Jake, and he loved it. But Jake's from California. I think you were talking about it, and I was like, that sounds interesting, and I it. bought it. So I don't know if that counts I, as a mark on your recommendation record. I recommended you the Muhammad Ali autobiography, or sorry, biography, and uh, uh, David Remnick, the New Yorker editor, he wrote a book about Muhammad Ali, the Rumble in the Jungle. That's like the culminating right. event, but he wrote like a biography uh, about Muhammad Ali. I sent okay. you that at some point. I I'm, like that. Maybe that'll be the next one. That sounds cool. That um, guy seemed, uh, Muhammad Ali seemed cool. Yeah. I don't really know much about him, but every yeah. clip I've seen is like, that seems like a confident, capable man. Yeah. Yeah, he seems, yeah, he seemed like he could That's handle true. I think I could take him, but I think he could handle himself. In general. <laughs> Dude was just fucking beating people up and cutting promos for a living. And it seemed like pretty cool. Oh my God. He's I, a promising up and comer. Yeah. But no, I think, I think the, I enjoy trying to see people's general taste from their point of view and then being like, what would they like? Well, you pushed uh, Outer Wilds on me when I wasn't necessarily going to take a look at it. And I mean, that was my game of the year and one of my yeah. favorite games of all time. So like, I, I will forever thank you for pushing me to play that. I think I'm pretty good with also telling people when they're going to fucking hate something. Mm-hmm. You like said I, that, I think when we were talking on Discord recently, you said that uh, Triangle Strategy might be the most anti-Dan Riker game ever. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I can Despite talk about I love tactics too. shit. I love like Final Fantasy tactics. Yeah, I love. I, I love. Tactics I'm excited shit to hear too. what you say because I um I was deciding what to play this Monday um and I ended up playing like a totally different game. But I saw that Triangle Strategy had just recently come out and I was very close to downloading it. But then I saw that it was like a J- it was a JR. PG ass JRPG. Like it was, it seemed like it was going to like kind of be one of those long time sucks. And I wasn't sure about it. And you said, Mike, and I quote, Oh, you would not have liked that game, Mary. It's well, well it's not to be clear. I like J- Yes, this all happened. I like JRPGs. I love tactics <laughs> games. I love you call Final me a liar. Fantasy. I love these specific games that inspired this final fantasy tactics, tactics, ogre, um, fire emblem, XCOM, even a bit is more of a modern take Advanced on that Wars. stuff. Advanced Wars, but oh my God. Like I wrote this review for Polygon. You can go read it. But my favorite part of those games is 
the thing that pisses me off about triangle strategy is the <laughs> the the foundation is there for an amazing game. When you're in combat and you're learning how all of your characters work and how they complement each other and the synergies there, it's fantastic. They also implement like environmental interactions and like, oh shit, I can do that with my city in order to like repel invaders, but it'll also do that to the townsfolk. That's fucked up. I don't know. Maybe I should do that. It does cool stuff like that. But then it insists on force feeding you every single story beat in these like 20 minute cutscene blocks. And then is there any way out of like, is there any way to skip or just you can skip, you can skip these. There are side cutscenes that you don't have to watch, but you learn pretty valuable stuff in the cutscenes, and there's exploration parts where you go around town talking to people and gathering information for the voting sections, which are kind of cool because you're trying, you've got this, you're building up this like encampment army of like 25 ish characters. And you're also, but like your retinue, your, your uh, Royal retinue is like eight people. You're trying to sway them toward one thing or another like hey should we accept this alliance or do you not trust that guy and you're like talking to people and using information you've gathered to be like well remember when you said this about your childhood i think this kind of factors in here that stuff is all pretty artificial and gamey like i never failed one of those Mm. (coughs) but there's also just the bones are there for such an amazing like sweet code and two is one of my favorite jrpgs ever and it's very much about building up this encampment this army of like dozens of characters and it's there but then like this character, this uh, general of Laura, she's an enemy general, will come up and just decimate like four of my people in one swipe. I realize I'm supposed to be afraid of her because I am terrified of her because she just killed four of my people, knocked them out of the battle. Now I'm fucked. The game will then spend 10 minutes in cutscenes after that battle saying like, man, she's scary, isn't she? It's like, I don't I know that. Like, give me, the game does not give you any room to, like, think for yourself. Tell, don't show. Oh, yes, exactly. And I'm just like, you already showed me this in such a more poignant way. I get that she's terrifying. She's horrifying. And she's awesome. And she's a badass. But, like, you're pointing at her and being like, isn't that scary? And the game does that ad nauseum for, it's like a 45-hour game. Yeah, everything I saw, I read your piece on Polygon about it. I looked up some other reviews and stuff, and like I went from being very excited about that game as a fan of the genre and the the visual style of like that HD two D Octopath stuff, and to like reading your stuff, playing the demo on the plane, and just like I'm not even gonna ask for code for this. This is clearly not for me. If you're if you're into the political drama of the game and think that writing is up your alley, then you might enjoy all these cutscenes. But if you're in it for the tactics and for the like story that comes out of the combat, which is why I play XCOM and I realize XCOM is going for something completely different. XCOM is these nameless soldiers that you, uh, you form a bond with because of what happens in combat and shit. That's not what this game is going for, except it often is. And then you'll go to the encampment and you'll talk to this dude be like, Oh, right. He's like this go getter kind of mage who apparently has this famous grandpa that no one knows. And he's trying to prove his like family name and he's got these cool elemental attacks. And he's always next to my dude, Rudolph, who's this archer who uses really cool traps that are like the steel traps. If you're playing the game and liking it, Rudolph's steel traps are like the most OP ability ever. And they're great. Use those. But like I always put those two next to each other because they complement each other's abilities. But then like the game and then I go back to the encampment 
And I talked to all these people and that story has nothing to do with what these cutscenes are telling me, even though the cutscenes are also ruining plot twists that are coming up. They're telegraphing huge like story developments just time and time again. I'm like, I'm fine. I get if you're going for this like half cutscene game, half tactics, I'm fine with that. But all these cutscenes are like jumping the gun on what's about to happen in a battle. They're not complimenting it. They're like usurping it. And that's so annoying to me. And I played it for 45 hours because I was I kept hoping it was going to get better. And to be clear, so much of this game is fantastic. Like the combat's phenomenal. They do really cool shit with environmental interactions and how you use the map to your advantage and like the moral shit that that brings up because there is an invisible uh, mechanic of like what your character, your uh, the leader, Sarah Noah's his, he has certain convictions based on your choices and that will attract certain recruits to the army. There's cool stuff going on here, but oh my God, man, they just, they, it feels like they wanted to make like, it makes Metal Gear Solid seem like it, it it's all gameplay. It's just a lot of watching and being like, I know I got what this character was all about three hours ago and you're still trying to hammer it into my head. Yeah. Yep. Interest uh. is completely lost for that yeah, one. Yeah. Which I'm is gone. such a bummer because I'll wait for Advance Wars. Yeah. So much which, of that game. I'll, I'll wait a little longer, I guess. Yeah. I still like that. Um, yeah. That's triangle strategy. I don't know. My more nuanced thoughts are on Polygon if you want to go read it. Um, are we missing anything else that we like new that we haven't already talked about? I'm sure we have updates. Um, uh, new wise, uh, there's an early access game I just slightly dinked around with. Um, it's called Instruments of Destruction. It is mm. very uh, nuts and banjo kazooie, nuts and bolts, besieged. One of those things where you basically put together a bunch of shit and use it to knock some stuff down. Which uh, Lego racers. I never played that, but I love the idea of like, I love the idea of it. And I saw clips of it of just like, just, you know, crazy wrecking balls going around, knocking down big, you know, like tear down style physics and stuff like that. I just played the trailer just so I could understand what's going on. And the giant announcer went Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. (laughs) It's a fucking monster truck trailer. Yeah. And I was like, this looks great. And then it's like, you know, five minutes into trying to like figure out how to like pick my first piece and rotate it and attach it to something. And it's like very just like, it's like, oh, this is a very Vinny Caravella game where it's like, okay, he would spend the, you know, whatever hours necessary to figure out how to put all these pieces together and stuff. But like, seems like there's a lot of promise there. I basically just loaded up kind of the pre-made vehicles and stuff and knocked stuff down like I was playing with Legos. Um, uh, If you're the type, the Vinnie Caravella type that will take the time and build a crazy machine of destruction. Uh, I'm sure this seems really cool, uh, but I'll say for me, it just seemed a little complex as far as like actually getting the pieces together and stuff like that, but seemed cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I played one game that just came out called Arctico. It is similar in the vein of Astro near you are going to the Arctic mm. And you are collecting samples and then you use those samples in a science lab. (laughs) I'm going to just use really high tech words here. Sure. You put them in a lab and then you get the science results and then you can sell them. And then you use that currency to either buy microchips that help you buy more stuff for your Arctic lab. And that could be like um, uh, sun, uh, (laughs) God help me. Uh, things that absorb the sun and give you power. Solar panels. Solar panels and wind turbines. I know that one. And um, you can buy things that will help you 
cook and you can help purchase more high-tech gear that will help you convert more stuff. Oh, um, you can make plant potatoes and certain vegetables and grow them and then cook them in a cooking sim as well on there. So the idea is like you're kind of trying to live on the Arctic, but also uncovering secrets. It has a lot of promise. It's just a little early. The world's a little empty. And so you have to travel pretty far to uncover secrets. And then you have to travel all the way back to your base to convert that this, the things that you dug up into data in a science machine, which all require solar power, which means you have to buy a shit ton of solar power as a slow beginning. I can see the wheels are turning though for this to be a really interesting concept where um, as I was traveling, I started finding some interesting stuff. I found an elevator that clearly goes down in the Arctic to an unknown location, but the power to the elevator is out. So now I have to like get enough power fix the elevator, go down in the elevator and find out what secrets are in there. And uh, it has, I think it has potential. I think it's a really cool concept. It's also quite cozy in the sense that you can, um, you can fish and you, uh, when you're in the Arctic, the way you travel is by dog sled. So when you start the game, you name yourself and you name your four dogs and you have to feed them. Um, they even have like a, they have a full meter and so do you. So I'm constantly like going fishing, in the Arctic at night, which is like very pretty, fishing, feeding my dogs, cooking the fish for me, and then going on an expedition to find secrets in the Arctic. It's a very easy sell, like I think in the way I'm describing it, but it's a little, it's got rough edges and I just don't know if it's fully fleshed out yet, but it's a cool concept. Your description keeps making me think of like Subnautica at times. Is it anything like that? Yes, but like I would say like early access, like pre, like early, you know, it just doesn't have all those bells and whistles that Subnautica has. This game has components like food, like travel. Um, I, you can see early in the game, it lets you open up your inventory to see what you can eventually buy. And one of them is a motherfucking plane. So I know at some point I'm going to be able to fly around this island, but I'm just not there yet. I feel like it would be quite the slow churn to be able to buy that plane. And I don't know if I'm willing to do it with how thin the world is. There's just not a lot for me to like run around and see. Also, it's all snow. So the terrain is just, it's just like a white hills as far as the eye can see. So it's not visually stunning in that The worst way. part of Death Stranding was just hiking over snowy-ass hills. Yeah. yeah, it's like not a very um, pretty terrain, although they make the sky gorgeous at night. Um, and so it's, it's a serene game. Anyway, I thought it was cool, but I would just preface it with um, seems a little early in that, in its execution. And um, I'm kind of hoping they'll update it and add more stuff. Okay. Arctico. Arctico. I remember Arctico. because I mislabeled it on Twitch and I was like, oh, they don't have a tag on Twitch, but they do. I was just saying Artico. Ah, it's Arctico. Arctico. Speaking of Antarctico, did you uh -huh. guys see they found the endurance wreck? Uh, what? What's the Ernest endurance? Shackleton's ship? Bah. The from 1915, Ernest Shackleton, his expedition across oh. Antarctic. Oh, they, they found, found the wreck his two days ago. Um, it's like one of the most pristine wooden shipwrecks ever. It's like a mile and a half deep off the northern coast of Antarctica. In 1915, uh, Ernest Shackleton, during like the polar or like during the um, Is he like an army guy, 
Uh, he was an admiral, and okay. he was Irish, and he was an Irish English dude. But they were trying to find. They were basically trying to go from Antarctic coast to Antarctic coast across the the pole, like the continent itself. Uh, find a way across it. It would just make like if they could find it. It's the same. It's the um, same reason they did the. They were looking for the Northwest Passage. It would make like cross world trading routes way easier. Mm, okay. Before they knew it would be impossible, but his ship cold. got stranded. <laughs> Is where where it's cold in Antarctica? It's like oh. the whole general region down there, and up top too. Both the tops and bottoms are, are really cold there. That's super right. weird. I thought it was cold around the equator. No, it's you'd think that, but no, it's the hottest. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you talk Damn, about this on? He could teach a class. <laughs> That's I, in Aruba, they said he had to wear extra sunblock because it was closer to the equator. It's close to He's, South America. You're closer yes. to the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the ship like got closer to the sun. The ship got entrenched in ice, like not far into it, and they abandoned it and then uh, camped out. And then uh, it supposedly sank. Uh, the original captain of the ship estimated where it sank after they left, and he was like four miles off, which is not much. Um, but yeah, the ship was like a mile and a half deep, or no, I don't know, 9,000 something feet. That's like a mile and a half, or almost two miles, I would say, rather. Um, but they found it. Which is super cool. Are you uh, gonna like sell it on eBay or? I think so. Yeah, probably. Cool. Everyone, whenever Antarctica comes up in conversation, which surprisingly not often, um, I'm filled with pride by the fact that there is a DK Jungle Green in sixty four <laughs> there because of me. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you were part of that travesty, but I yeah, helped, yeah. they got a sixty four down there with DK sixty. I love the idea that there's probably a station. I think we only send that game, right? I think they can only play Donkey Kong 64 yep. on it. Unless they brought their own. But yeah, if aliens, yeah, everyone's if, bringing their 64 collection to Antarctica. If the thing or Alien vs. Predator plots ever unfold, <laughs> they'll find an N64 at the station with DK64. <laughs> but now I'm really jealous now that I'm collecting all this retro stuff and I really want those transparent 64s. I'm like, fuck, I sent that one to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, go get it. Go get it. That's, that's a funny a, that'd be a good feature. Not, yeah. oh, I sold it on eBay. Oh, fuck, I sent that to Antarctica. <laughs> and that's a completely true statement. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I digress. Uh, a lot of cool games. Elden Ring. What's oh. your guys, you guys still playing a lot or what? Oh. <laughs> I've got a lingering cough, and anytime I laugh too hard, I just oh, wheeze. Fuck. What, uh, what are some developments in your Elden Ring world? I'm like 100 hours in, and I mm-hmm. just don't want it to end. And wow. I, just, I think I have so much more. I play it until, like... It is fucked up. Me and Bong's sleep schedule is like completely altered ever since that game came out because it's just like we are just up. We're like mad that we have to go to sleep because it's like, oh, it's fucking four in the morning. We should probably go to sleep. That's five in the morning. Uh, man, that's that game belongs in the same breath as Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild as far as games that just oh. raise the bar to a fucking ridiculous degree. Like it just seemed like it came from the future. Like, how the fuck is it this big? And it's 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 quantity and quality. It, it's just all over the place. Again, the fact that I'm a hundred hours in, none of it's been boring. It's I've seen. I'm still seeing new shit constantly. My character is still progressing in fascinating ways. There are still things like way in the future. Like I'm level one hundred and two or something, and there's stuff way past that that I still want. As far as like once my intelligence gets to sixty or whatever, and I go, oh, I got this new spell that I can use and Fuck, it is, it is without a doubt one of the short list best games of all time. 
it um i don't know how far you guys are or how much you've played but like i'm just more and more impressed with it every hour i spend with it i put it on the shelf for a bit not out of desire but because i had to play triangle strategy and then uh i had mentioned to you guys i for a brief period before playing some other games ghostwire tokyo stranger paradise i was bouncing back and forth between horizon to play more of that and elden ring which are actually good palette cleansers of each other (laughs) um and elden ring i'm still only about 30 hours in which is not much Uh, i think i'm the least of all of you i think i'm about 20 something i'm living vicariously through my coworkers who have established a elden ring slack channel and talk about elden ring all the time during work and it's amazing how often someone will be like have you gone to the northwest under the bridge, you're going to find this motherfucker. And everyone's just like, what? And everyone's yeah. sharing secrets. But it's amazing how many secrets there are to have. It's and different an endless pool of secrets. Yeah, where you like one person can say like, oh, I found this person under a bridge. But then the other person can be like, oh, wait, I went there and they weren't there. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. wait, I think actually if you did this side quest, maybe they disappear. But if, they, if you killed this guy, then I think that thing gets closed off. And like, there's legit mystery surrounding this game. Even with the internet, having ruined so many just like old secrets of, you know, you know, old games, you know, I think about the stuff Ed Boone used to put in the old Mortal Kombat games where it's like, oh, if you do 300 games of this, you just randomly play Pong or something like there used to be secrets back then. Now with the internet, there really aren't secrets. This game is just so fucking big and has so much stuff in it that is not clearly communicated intentionally that I feel like there's a genuine mystery to this thing. And it leads it to be like the ultimate water cooler Everyone's got 19 different Discord and Slack conversations going about it. Like, oh my God, I've just never seen anything like it. They've made it so complicated and so thick and juicy with details that even the internet can't solve it. It's going to take a really long time for everyone to have a little book. I weep for IGN people who are like, here's all the secrets. Like, They're not going to finish it. Prima. Yeah, it just goes out of business. (laughs) (laughs) The well, moon Bonk- crashes into Earth. I feel like every night me and Bonk just, you know, before we go to bed, just have like a long, just like, how fucking good is Elden Ring conversation? Uh, and she brought something up the other night where she was just like, you know what? When it comes down to like the gameplay, it's not really that complicated. It's, you know, you're blocking, you're attacking, you got range stuff, you got melee stuff, you got a stamina bar. You got, it's nothing that crazy that we haven't seen a million times before. It's just that like systems, there are systems on top of systems on top of systems. And then the actual world itself just has so much variety that it's just the the sum of its parts is what's the thing it's the whole is greater than the sum of its parts is that right Mm -hmm. yeah it's um fuck i just i can't believe like i i had my first moment of being kind of like am i getting frustrated am i getting tired where it's like normally early on in the game you run into that boss you bite your head against it and you run off and do something else for 10 hours i played so much of it now that i got to a part where it's like ah i see a couple parts i could move forward but i don't feel like i'm leveled up enough but then I'd go to fuck off and do other stuff. And I'd be like, I feel like I've seen most of this game. I feel like I like, I, I, I've kind of, I'm trotting old ground more frequently now. And I was starting to get a little more frustrated. Like, am I just grinding out levels? What am I doing here? And last night I had a breakthrough where I just got to a whole new area I've never been to. And I just had that feeling all just come rushing back. of like, oh man, oh right. I just had to kind of get past that little, you know, bottleneck there. And now I'm, that feeling is right back a hundred hours in. I'm still just like, just filled with wonder at all this stuff. And I, and I know I still have a lot more to go, man. It's it, nothing's even come close in my adult life since, uh, other than like breath of the wild. It's just, I just, I just can't believe how fucking good this game is. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm still... Uh, I, I don't think I've played it. Of the good games this year that have come out, there there have been a few not great games, but there have been a lot of really good games. And I think every single one of them I want to play much more of. Like Horizon, man, that... Everything we've said about that game still stands. It's it's It feels like the pinnacle of the old open world design, but it's still... God, what a slow intro to what becomes a phenomenal game later. Really? Mm. You start getting into this like rhythm where you're consistently coming across like, what is this? What are they doing? Like, holy shit, this is the Hoover Dam in 30, 30, the year 30, 33 or whatever. And then you're you're fighting this whole new animal. You're getting new tools that make the combat a lot more intricate. You're consistently just getting new like traversal gadgets like holy shit i can permanently breathe underwater now and also i'm exploring the flooded ruins of this very famous american city and it's gorgeous and god that game gets so much better later on it's just it it, and again i think it's a good palate cleanser to elden ring because horizon every like 30 feet i'm finding something like just that's incredibly not showy but it's just like Again, I'll I'll come across and be like, okay, this this whole area is like the the redwood forest kind of area, and it's gorgeous. And I'm also like coming across this new tribe, and I know I'm going to start getting their armor, and that's going to give me certain buffs. And I'm going to also hopefully come into I'm going to come into some new robots, fight some new enemies, and there's like a certain variety to it. And there's also like that Ghost of Tsushima appeal where it's like I don't have to think too hard about any of this. But then you come across a fight where you're like, okay, he's weak to x element y element he's very strong to these i've got this tool i'm gonna remap some of my coils my weaves it gets a lot more intricate it's just such a shame that it takes so long to get there because it really does there are some locations in this game and some cities Mm. and like future tribal cities the way they're built on top of these post-apocalyptic ruins is just like horizon forbidden west may have the most inspired post-apocalyptic world i've seen which is saying a lot because you, you come across this place and I'll like Amanda will be walking by this room and I'll be like, look at this. She's like, that's super fucking cool. Where is that? I'm like, oh, that's near X. It's near like, I think it's supposed to be like some like the wilderness of Nevada, but they built it up on these satellite dishes. And now it's like Endor, like tree houses on it. It's it's all incredible. And I just wish that game didn't start so boringly. That's the thing is like, and also it invites the comparisons to Elden Ring, obviously. And like, I had a moment today where I was downloading Gran Turismo seven and it was like, you have to free up space. And so I sorted by file size and I was between there was horizon, which I'm like four hours in and haven't played since then Mm. death stranding, which I beat quite a bit, but I kind of want to go for the platinum and Ghost of Tsushima, which I never, I I really liked for the first Island kind of fell off, but I could see myself going back. And I was like, you know what? I'll move horizon to my external storage and i started moving it and it took too long and i asked myself like wait is there any fucking chance i'm gonna go back to horizon after how bored i was at the beginning and after how blown away i was by elden ring and i just you canceled could. the move and i delete i just deleted it so now so now mike's saying it's really yeah. good and it's like oh fuck do i need to like, uh, and well, bonk, me, and bonk me, likes it too bonk, yeah. bonk played you know much further than me and she she could see herself going back and it's like it's like well it's it's tough to like recommend that though because we get back to that conversation we've had a lot where it's like if this game gets really fucking good 10 hours in, 
is it really a really fucking good game or is it, I don't know. Like there are movies that uh, movies don't take nearly as much time out of game uh, as games do. Obviously that's the, I'll save you some time. Don't see the Batman movie. It's three hours and it never gets good. Oh, I got to see that. Dan, I've heard good things from other people. So fucking boring. I've heard, I keep hearing mixed things. Like I hear it's like, yeah, it's boring or it's just like, I love Batman movies. It's the one comic book movie. I was so excited for this. It looked awesome. It's fucking buck. And I both left. I turned to her and I go, Eh. And she goes, that was fucking terrible. I was like, yeah, I think that might be fucking terrible. Okay. I, that's good to know. I'm still, I'm going to see it. I'm I got to see Jackass as well, but yeah, um, yeah like uh, Horizon just, oh, I'm consistently like just like jaw dropping locations. And like a big part of me is just a like a huge American geography geek. So coming across these, they lean way more into the landmarks. The first game you're like, wait, you were in Utah, you were, you were, you were around the Rockies, but then like this one is much more like, okay, we're going to make sure you know exactly what city this is, or we're going to make sure you know what that landmark is, or we're going to make sure you understand somewhat where you are. Even from the trailers, I remember, because like in the first one, it'd be like, oh, is this that Red Rocks Amphitheater? It was like kind of yeah. more obscure stuff. And in the trailer of two, it's like, this is the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. You know? And like just the, the side quests consistently are really good. It's like, Hey, the Tanakh tribe's been pounding us like over and over every like night. So we we can't hold our own anymore. We're gonna have to flee to the capital. You're like, no, hold on. And you come and just like it's like seven samurai style, help them defend this small village. And then the the fucking lead chief of the tribe gives you his incredibly good sharp shot bow that you get like just as for having helped them. And you can play the whole game without getting it. But now that I have it, I'm just using it's I'm not like recommending it right off the bat, but if you, if for some reason there's like a dearth of games in like four months, go back, give another shot when you're not like, when you don't have like Elden Ring to compare it to, not even just Elden Ring, games. like even like I've Sifu, got a lot of games I'm excited even, about right now. Even Sifu and Tunic both just get going right away. Stranger Paradise get going right away. Like if you can deal with that Grand Canyon tutorial and you don't even need to do that, just try it out because well, you let, start- let me ask you this. Like this will make a, a ter- determination whether I could deal with this or not. If um, I skip, because the time I actually put the controller down, I was like, I think I'm done with this game. Is after the big montage, you're going to the Forbidden West or whatever, and you go to a town and you're just talking to a million assholes, and every single conversation is here's eight different paths you can go down a conversation. If I skip all of that shit and don't talk to anyone mm-hmm. outside of like go to this place, press the button to start the quest, cancel the conversation, and just follow the quest marker. Am I losing much? Uh, no, not really. The game, the game is actually pretty built around the idea that you're not going to, there's like certain tools you won't get until you're like in California that you'll have to come backtrack with. So like, there's also a very specific point in the game where it feels like, Oh, I'm in it now. It's like, I mean, I, I don't think this is a huge spoiler. You basically get a base that you start populating with side characters uh, you get a base and there's different functions around the base. You're rebuilding this laboratory and also recruiting new side characters. Be like, hey, I've got this hideout up in the mountains. Go be there with us. Go there with us. But then it, it it does this like Zelda thing where it's like, all right, now your main objective for the rest of the game is to gather these five things. It's like the the they're like the jewels and the medallions sure. or whatever. I feel like that's where the special <clears throat> moments are. Like, sure, but like, then why are you doing it? Like, that would be like telling you, like, don't 
don't run around to different places in Elden Ring. Just like go where it tells you to go and get it done. I, no, but it's the, the exploration you... stuff because it's like with Zelda, I don't give a fuck. Link to the Past and Breath of the Wild, two probably one and two favorite games of all time. I don't give a fuck about, oh, they took the princesses and put them in diamonds or the calamity happened under you. I don't give a fuck. Just let me go out and run around and do fun stuff. That's what I love about those games. <laughs> no, and that Elden Ring does the same thing, you know? For, uh, Horizon is, you get those dialogue trees. You can ignore them. I mean, I personally am getting some things out of them. I'll come across these towns that are so cool, like, cool and you start to learn about their traditions. And it is very much a game that... It, 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 despite being open world, it honestly could not be farther from Elden Ring. Elden Ring is so much about your personal discovery and exploration, whereas Horizon is very much you kind of settle in for the world building along with the combat and the actual sightseeing. To me, the sightseeing in that game is like my chief thing I'm going back for, but I don't think you're losing much just by like sprinting between the main objectives until it really opens up. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's when you cross the Rockies that it's like, oh, now you can go east and west the Rockies. That's like the structure. You have three sub-function of this robot you need to go get. It's basically the the temples. Like, you need to go to each of these. Resident Evil 8 did the same thing. It's like, all right, you've got this haunted house, you've got this factory, and you've got this castle. Go gather that shit from each of those. Go gather that shit. <laughs> yeah. And it does that in Horizon. It's like, Hey, recommended level 17 if you want to go down to the ruins of this once great desert city. Or um or if you're like level 22, go check out uh the I don't know. They, they kind of hint at where you're going, but then you end up on the west coast and it's it's gorgeous. Um I don't know. It's it 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 feels nothing like Elden Ring at all. And that's kind of a nice thing when all I was thinking about previously was Elden Ring, which I love, by the way. It's incredible. I don't disagree with anything you said, but like Horizon is just more. It's just a calmer thing for me. It's 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 not a game. I'm, to be clear, I'm not recommending you play it right now. I don't yeah, think yeah. you're going to get much out of it right now. But if like in four months, you're like, what game didn't I really give a full shot at Maybe. horizon might be one of them although dying light 2 is also in that same camp and dying light 2 is such a good b game open world thing oh my god i, I had a lot of fun it. with it yeah. I, I think i'll go back to dying light because i enjoyed um kicking <clears throat> zombies in the head and being a little zipliney boy and climbing up stuff i i enjoy it i even enjoyed like like I know the story is like ridiculous, but like you just don't take it seriously and it's fun. Like I have enjoyed my time with it. I don't have that many problems with Dying Light. I nah, I will probably go rad. back to it. And, yeah. and it's co-op. Hello. Yeah, that game's great. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, which is all to say, like, I don't know. I don't think Horizon's gonna do much for you now that it didn't do three weeks ago, but eventually maybe check it out. Cause that's what I did with Zero Dawn after getting obsessed with Breath of the Wild. I went back to Zero Dawn. Like, man, they actually did some really cool stuff. Um yeah, I, I just wonder if if it didn't happen with Breath of the Wild already, uh, now that another game has done it, maybe even bigger with Elden Ring, I think my patience for the old school kind of Ubisoft a million things on the map thing, I know it's been said a million times, but like I very clearly get way more out of the ones where I get to have my own story and go where I want to go, you know, and I, I'm putting the markers down on the map, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually, Forbidden West, the more I play it, the less it feels like there's like 80 things to do at any one moment. It actually kind of feels like, once I decide to go somewhere, I go. And there are some nice distractions, but it's not, it doesn't feel like a Ubisoft game. It, feel, it feels more like, all right, I'm on the way. splitting the difference between an Ubisoft game and an Elden Ring? 
Yeah, mm. pretty much. I'd say. Okay. Feels like that. But yeah, I'm playing it more and I'm glad I did because I, I don't think I gave it the best. I stand by everything I said about the first like six hours, six to ten. But man, once you get past that and you get the plane song is once you get the plane song, that's when the game started getting real cool. We disagree. It's objectively hilarious that it happened twice with this game with Breath yeah. of the Wild and Elden Ring. <laughs> like, that's yeah, just, that's just funny. And guy like Horizon, both of them are just so impressive, like almost objectively so. That yeah. It's like, why did they? I don't know. Horizon was made by some incredibly talented people. Yeah, absolutely. Just the worst timing in video. I wish history. them well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ill will um, towards Horizon or its developers. Uh, do we have any <laughs> other games? I just very briefly want to say, I know I'm just full on retro dork mode lately, but I bought gun cons, Namco gun cons for the PlayStation one. And I've always been very intrigued by the idea of point blank, but I never had the money to buy a gun What's con. A gun con? Namco gun con is uh, their light gun for, uh, for PlayStation one. Okay. And is it like the duck gun? For yeah. Duck it's like game? the NES zapper. It's like, it's yeah, it's just a light gun that you point at okay. the screen and shoot. And they made three point blank games for the first PlayStation. They always looked really wacky and fun and weird. And I bought point blank three and a gun con. And I immediately bought a second one because I want to play two player whenever people are over. It is WarioWare meets a light gun game where with two player competitive. And it's just like, here's the wackiest shit. Some of it is just shooting gallery stuff. Some of it is like, here's another quick one where uh, a ninja is going to pop up randomly and you have one shot to get it. Um, it's just, it, here's a Mokujin from like Tekken, like popping up and you have to like, one of them's doing this pose and you have to find the one that's matching the pose and shoot him real quick. It's just like if Duck Hunt was like this wacky WarioWare minigame fest and it's extremely up my alley and, uh, I, I just, no one talks about Point Blank. I think at this point, no one even knows about Point Blank. I just want to give Point Blank a little bit of love because Point Blank 3 seems really fucking good. What was the name of the game again? Point Blank. Mm, it's a okay. Namco game. Yeah. Got it. So. Yeah, if you happen to be have a PlayStation hooked up to your television, I would recommend a gun con. Who doesn't? I just got a power pad. NES power pad. I play some track and field. I'm you buying and your a lot. accessories. I'm buying a lot of dumb old stuff. Not not dumb old stuff, just old stuff. But it's it very brings you joy. It does. It's very addictive and uh very fun. I enjoy a good a good accessory a good addition to my gaming collection i'm trying to think of like i, I don't think the last thing i bought was my ring fit that i love my ring fit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i bought a we fit recently a we fit balance board recently inbox whoa yeah saw someone on facebook marketplace had one bought it for 10 bucks along with uh just the most Wii collection of Jillian Michaels fitness and black eyed peas experience and all these other bullshit <laughs> games that came with it. I wouldn't do it. Cause I, I don't like how they treat you where they're like, hello. So we've noticed it's been 45 days since you last checked in. And it's like, bitch, leave me oh, alone. I am doing my best. The ring fit never tells me how many days it's been since my last check-in. It leaves me alone. It just says, thanks for popping in today. Ring fit is objectively better than uh, definitely Wii Fit, but I, I've always been intrigued by that kind of gimmick workout video game stuff, and, and ring fit is far and away the, the best I've seen in terms of yes. actual workout and just not like being kind of fun actually having like gameplay elements and stuff Dude, and it's it's actually kind of ingenious like the idea that you have to pull it for things which is hard to do and actually pulls your muscles mm -hmm. most game controllers it'll be like squeeze it pop it push it 
pull it. But this one, you actually have to like put motion into, and you're it's like asking you like uh, because it has a controller on your leg. It's actually pretty ingenious because it's or, it's actually making you like raise your knees and stuff. Or every like Wii exercise game where you could just basically just make the whack off motion with your fucking Wii mode, and it would just give you a A score on everything, you know. Or connect. I remember thinking like oh, I'm gonna do connect, and I remember it launched with like the biggest loser game and all this stuff, or like EA Sports Active with the straps and all that. I've tried all that shit, and none of it works at all. Yeah, ring fits the one that like feels like man, this actually feels like a legit workout, you know. I especially like, it out. remember when it sold out at the beginning of the pandemic, where it's just, like people couldn't find it anywhere. I just got mine. I got mine at the beginning of this year. I couldn't get one before. Um, I hope it keeps selling. It's great. I bought an outfit. It doesn't play games at all. That's stupid. It's outfit a play on ring fit? Like a clothing? We fit. Outfit. Get out of here. Thanks. You guys want to do emails? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm mad now. No, let's do emails. <laughs> get psyched. Okay, as usual, you can write emails into firescapecast at gmail.com for a chance for us to read it on the show, whether it's a question, a comment, feedback, which I ignore. I'm mm-hmm. kidding. I love feedback. Uh, yeah. Or a quiz, which we'll, we'll get back to our quiz shenanigans uh, shortly after we read a couple emails, but people quiz have been sending in some quizzes, so we'll be back there. Who's, but yeah, that's the, who's, who's winning? Firescapecast at gmail.com. Dan, I believe you're 2-0. Hmm. and o. Oh! Oh, undefeated champion. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Jeopardy style, you have not left the quiz show yet. That cool. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we do have a couple emails. Impressive. Oh, should I should I mention um, five star ratings right now? Might as yes! well. Yes. Yeah. We've forgotten to say that. Dan, you do it. Hey, hey, jokers out there, listen with your earbuds. Fucking Spotify. You're probably listening on Spotify. If you are, if you're not, whatever. Give us five stars. They got a rating thing there. That's a good thing. Uh, people see it and they they say, "Oh, that's a high uh, score there." I, I should go to these people for my video game news and information and opinions. And uh, then they click and then they listen and then we got a big happy family here. So give it five stars on the old Spotify Firescape Cast page. Thank you. Or, or you can give it fewer than five stars and see what happens. I mean, yeah. Look, have you met Mike? List your address as your comment. Yeah, Mike will. Put Mike will go to lengths. Your name. <clears throat> I will go and to a list lengths. of your fears. And I will go to depths. Podcasting 101, threaten the listener. I, I do it all the time. I, I, I used to get married fucking steam trains or whatever it's called on Twitch. What was the what was it? Steam trains? What? Hype trains. I used to get married hype trains all the time because I would threaten people for not uh, it's donating. It's true. We would oh. get a hype train and he'd be like, this better get to level five or I'm going to come for you. And it would just nice. keep going. I'd be like, stop, stop, stop. And he'd be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Oh, here we go. I'm going to, I'm so oh. mad. And it would like keep going up a level. Yeah. I'm too Anger's friendly useful. on Twitch. Maybe I'll just like, Mike, I'll put you on speakerphone and I'll call you every once in a while. So if you get a call on a Tuesday or yeah, Friday he's night, good at it. just be mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm really good at uh I should be in the mafia. Um, okay, cool. Well, we got emails. It's me, Mikey from the Mafia. I help get your hype trains to level five or I'll cut you. Mikey two shoes back in action. <laughs> we got more characters. Mikey hype train. <laughs> I like Mikey, Mikey hype train. That's good. Mikey dick nose. Uh <laughs> Mary, do you want to do this first email? Yeah. Do you actually want me to read it? What? You always cut me off. Don't act like you don't know. All right, this one says, hey, dickheads. Every time you cut me off. Firstly, yeah, I can can take Mike. Thanks. Uh, Hey, dickheads. Firstly, Mike, Mary, it's great you humored Dan when he claims to have ridden a horse or that he could swim. It's very nice of you. I can do both. Well, I can swim well, but the horse thing. Anyway, can you my question is, a horse? what? Can I can ride a horse, just not well. 
Instead of my balls, it's swimming. I'm a damn fish in there. I used to be able to do backflips off fucking diving boards. Horses. Uh, yeah, I can do a backflip <laughs> off a horse. Yeah. Look, I don't know. I've never tried. I probably could. Firstly, Mike Mario. I already read that part. Uh, my question is, your pet is now your Pokemon. What powers does it have? What will it evolve into? What a question, hey. That's what it says. It says, what a question, hey. Hope you guys are well. This is Alex in Bendigo, Australia. Ooh, Australia. Okay. Our pet. Did you say so Pokemon? It, it literally says Pokemon. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said that. Okay, it's got po- it. I know, po- Pokemon <laughs> is the, uh, yes. Pokemon. Uh, hmm. I don't know Pokemon enough. Oh, just what power? I, I don't have to name a real Scarlet. Pokemon. So you Scarlet. don't have to name a real Pokemon. You just need to say what your, the, their, you know, their, their Ra- weapon would be or whatever. Razor would, catching things isn't really a weapon because Razor is just a complete psychopath other than like being the most incredible Frisbee dog of all time. So if there's a Pokemon ability involving catching things or just going into like this weird berserker mode and being paranoid, that would be Razor. Cool. Gizmo would be one of those. Is it Jigglypuff or Wigglypuff that just falls asleep and is just super cuddly and cute and stuff? Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff. sings and it makes you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, Snorlax that would be sleeps. That, okay. I th- I think I think Gizmo would be more of a Wigglypuff. He's very much he just cuddles and he moans and he's just the like sweetest little tired dog ever. He's he's the best. So he's a Wigglypuff. Aww. Yeah, Scar Scarlet. Uh, when I first adopted them, their names were Daisy and Scarlet already. And they stuck, but they named him that because it was serious Scarlet and dramatic Daisy. Mm. Scarlet can just sit and stare in your eyes and like into your soul for quite a while. And uh, so I think her ability would be like shooting lasers out of her eyes. I know that's less a Pokemon, more a Cyclops X-Men kind of thing, but I think she could shoot lasers. I blame them for not have already inventing this amazing Pokemon. Are there no laser eye Pokemons? There's... Or, or laser period Pokemons? Laser there has period. to be a laser type Pokemon, right? Laser period, that would be painful. Mike. Oh my god, god Mike. Mike. <laughs> I didn't say Fuck it. you, dickhead. You t- <laughs> Daisy, I feel like her ability would be that of... She does this thing where I think she has floaters in her eyes where she'll just mm. be sitting and then constantly looking up into the air. I feel like Daisy would be... A, she would evolve into a horse. If you ever see Daisy sprinting around the apartment, she like gallops. She's such a long cat. But she could also like, I feel like see, like have x-ray vision. No, see ghosts. Scarlet would have x-ray vision that becomes lasers. Daisy would like see ghosts and transform into a horse. And then Luna, the Persian, the big fluffy cat, she she grumbles a lot. Like when you pick her up and she doesn't want to be picked up, she'll make it. And I was like, I feel like her power would be making the brown noise to make the enemy trainer <laughs> shit their pants. It's effective. Yeah. Also, she could just burrow into her own body and flesh. Ah, you're and covered s- in your own shit. She'd be immune to ice Pokemon. That's what those three would do. Hmm. What Simone. Uh, absolutely some kind of crop dusting Pokemon. He would... <laughs> Be walking and sometimes when I have him on a walk he will just fart for 10 to 15 seconds while he's walking and it's funny because his trot will impact the fart so it'll just be like yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah 
a farty little dinkleberry. It just yeah. keeps going. It's amazing. Just go upstairs and you fart in every step. That's it's a fun amazing time. how much air he can pack in there. And <laughs> at least once a day while we're like watching TV or playing a video game, I'll just be like, oh my God, what a fart, dude. That is so nasty. He's such a cute little pup, but he packs a stinky punch. Uh, so I would definitely say some kind of gases gassy based uh pokemon and he would evolve into actually just a pure cloud of poison gas um which there is a pokemon that is yeah it's the smash cloud. brothers it's like a big just kind of gas cloud thing it's, is it gas ghastly yeah no 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 there's one it's like a purple thing with eyes hunter, hunter. And, and it goes no it's Kof- like a purple ball gengar Kof- is that it Kof- gengar Kofing? Kofing might be it it's just like a purple ball it's like a koosh ball and like Farts out a bunch of stuff. Coughing. Right? Coughing. Co- okay. Ca- coughing. Coughing. Okay. It's very literal. Coughing. And he like sounds like he's coughing when he says it. That sounds right. That's definitely him. Um, it kind of looks like him too. <laughs> Just a little, little ball. <laughs> That's like <laughs> sad, exhausted ball. Uh, yeah, that's him. I think that that sums him up in a quite nicely. Uh, all right, I'm going to read this next one because, Mary, you're doing the quiz or okay. you're, you're emceeing the quiz. All right. Hey, Firescape crew, what is the dumbest way you have injured yourself? Ugh. This one time I went to empty the dishwasher and noticed a piece of oatmeal was stuck on a spoon. Naturally, I went to wipe it off with my thumb. Unbeknownst to me, the heated dry cycle of the dishwasher had solidified this oatmeal to a jagged point, and I sliced my thumb open instead of rubbing the oatmeal off. Oh, it. God. I know, now know why the Quaker Oats man has that shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> Keep up the great work. That's Aaron from Thunder Bay, Ontario. That's the coolest sounding place ever. Okay. I've got a couple here. Um, and apologies if anyone's heard any of these. One of them is I was trying to learn how to cook chicken in a pan. And I, uh, I was like, I think you're supposed to like flip it at some point. Like, I don't know anything about cooking anything. And I'm terrified about chicken because I know you just die if it's not cooked enough or whatever. Uh, and so it was just like sitting there doing a thing, sizzling. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to flip it. And I grabbed, I was in, I was working at Game Informer. I was probably 27, 28. I took a plastic knife and I put it under the chicken breast and I went to go flip it, but it kind of like slipped out from under and it flipped up and put like hot chicken grease into both of my eyes at the same time. Ooh. So Ooh. I got chicken grease in both of my eyes. That chicken was super grease. hot. Yeah. Uh, and the other is uh, there's like that, there's like some nerve or something that goes from like your neck. It's always on my right side from like your neck to your right shoulder. And at three different times in my life, I've uh, very much heard it and it fucked me up for like a couple of weeks. First time friends, 10th birthday party. I wrote a mortal Kombat play. I was scorpion. <laughs> My friend was supposed to be Johnny Cage. We were I can tell this, this is going to be the dumbest way you've ever injured These yourself. were all very dumb. He's going to win. <laughs> very dumb. Um, I uh, I was supposed to be, I told Ed Boone this story, and he didn't like it. <laughs> so, I him, so I told him a couple of stories, and he was like, I like that last story more than this one. I was like, sorry, I should have saved that. Um, but anyway, I was supposed to be taking Johnny Cage's fireball to the, the chest, and uh, we planned it all out, and the parents were watching, the kids were all watching. We are in a basement unfinished basement concrete floor and a koosh ball a green koosh ball was supposed to be johnny cage's like fireball thing and so it hit me i caught it and in the moment i just wanted to sell it really hard i'm 10 years old and i did a front flip which i never practiced or could do and i landed on the concrete thing and just 
fucked up my back and like my fucking this thing got all screwed up that nerve and I had to leave the uh, the party and go to the hospital. Uh, the second time, also Mortal Kombat related. Ed Boon did not like this one either. I was doing the Ruby challenge. Pattern. Yeah, it was the Ruby of challenge. Mortal Kombat themed yeah. Ed Boon unapproved yeah. harm. <laughs> I just, most things I was doing were either Mortal Kombat or wrestling at this time. Uh, it was the Ruby test your mic challenge on Genesis. And you had to tap A and C super fucking fast. And then when you get to the above, you got to hit start. And I was doing, God, I almost felt it. I'm just doing it now. I'm not even going to mimic it. Uh, so I'm like doing the super fast tap thing. And I just like strained the thing on my neck and it just like clicked over or something. And then it just didn't get better. And I had to go to the doctor again. And it took like two weeks to kind of f- fix that. And the third time was live. There's video of this. I was playing a Mario Party game. I think it's Super Mario Party where we brought Drew back on Giant Bomb. And um, there's like a game where basically you just make the whack-off motion while uh, you got to like whack off to feed a plant or something. And I was just like, just going to town on it. That's how I feed uh, my plants. Yeah. (laughs) Just it tweaked again. And it's like, again, it's like two weeks of severe pain. I'm turning like Michael Keaton in that first Batman suit where you can't turn your neck. So like I've, I've injured that a million other ways, just like lifting weights and doing other stuff. But those are the three very stupid ways I've injured that. So I've got a very uh, sensitive nerve. Nerve. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say when you you go, when you're young and you go bowling, one of the funny things you always learn to do to someone is when they're bowling and they swing the ball back to grab it. Absolutely. And it's just like a funny thing. No one's prepared for it. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, I'm going to be funny and grabbed the bowling ball from my friend and they swung it back farther and faster than I was prepared. And it just dinked me right in the face. Like in what, the nose. Was like an eight or 10. What was this? You were kids. I was old enough to know better. I was definitely was the person digits. you were grabbing though. Were they a kid? They were my age. We were the okay. same age. I was so probably using- honestly like 14, 15. I remember being like a teenager when this happened. So was this like like a heavy bowling ball or was this, I mean, I guess they're all I mean, kind of heavy, but. I mean, yeah. it was at least, yeah, six, seven pounds. That's as light as they get. <sighs> um, I remember immediately being like, well, I, I shook it off because I was embarrassed and I was a teenager. So I was like, no big deal, guys. Like that didn't work out, you know, and then you do the fawns and you try and play it off really cool. Like as you do when you're 13. Of course. Yeah. You sounded real cool. Thank you. <laughs> I believe that I fucked up maybe like my septum and maybe broke my nose because to this day I don't breathe well <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I fucked up my nose from doing that. And I never saw a doctor. I never went to the hospital. I just played it off and went to bed. And to this day, I'm always like just not fully breathing up there. And I, I'm pretty sure it's because of that fucking bowling ball. <laughs> and my pride that of could not be- just going to the goddamn hospital. <laughs> If you did get hurt back then, I wonder if that's something where, you know, decades later you could go in and like get something like, oh yeah, just now you're good. And you know, oh, if it was that simple, I would probably actually be frustrated with myself because I just ignored it. That's something I used to do when I was a kid, right? I'd be like, that's no big deal. That'll be gone. I also remember jumping out of a gazebo when I was very young, maybe like seven or eight. Don't do that. I was jumping out of it and it was a far fall. It was far enough that when I landed, I felt my left ankle tweak. It was Uh fine. I was fine. 
But years later, when I was like 17, I was doing uh, a double pass in gymnastics and I and I landed too low and I snapped the same ankle. I bet you the gazebo fall is what caused my weak ass ankle, which is what caused me to break it 10 years later. I think oh. it's all fucking connected, folks. <laughs> Fuck. I'm pretty yeah, sure. You're just priming bones to break later in life. Well, yeah. I mean- it's true, right? Like, if you have something that's weak now, when you're 80, it's probably going to be the first thing to fucking go. <laughs> this is That's what's going to get you. Your nerve's going to come for you, Dan. <laughs> one, one of these days. At any point, I expect I can do that. Like, I do, like, one shoulder shrug, and it's like, ah, I should probably stop doing that. I'm going to snap that again. I wonder if there's, like, anything you can do, like, some kind of inje- injection that will help, like, relax the muscles around it to help prevent it. Oh, I have some it. stuff. <laughs> I've gotten uh, like physical you. therapy. I've done physical therapy and like, did they do, they, they would do like electric stuff and they would put like pads and stuff on there. I don't know mm. if I ever got straight up injections, but yeah, like muscle knot stuff. Like you ever do like foam rolling or whatever like that? Yeah, I do feel foam really roller. good. It's mm-hmm. hurts It's supposed to be good for but... you. Get rid of like the tissue, the scar tissue or anything else that could be like really tense. To, to this day. Yeah. You know. I don't think that's right. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Ofish. I, I do uh chiropractic realignments fairly often for my tailbone stuff mm. Tail, the tailbone injury just like fucked my spine up for a while i'm always so torn on like because i feel like whenever chiropractor chiropractic i don't know if that's a word comes up that a lot of people are like quick to be like oh that's quack science that's you know that's not real but well, like, you don't need yeah. an actual doctorate but it's yeah like i go every week to a chiropractor just because like my lower back and stuff and i sit a lot and stuff like that and like i i still don't really know if it's like it feels good it feels like i'm kind of like moving stuff around getting range of motion stuff that i don't normally get and i've had you know uh injuries and stuff like i had my elbow was kind of fucked up a year ago and i started going and he did some shit and now it feels fine and i don't know if it's like i don't know how to feel about it because it's like i feel like it's so i don't know frowned upon is the term but like i've seen enough per- results personally that i don't care what other people think i'm like i've that's probably I've the way fract- to go yeah i've fractured my tailbone i could have like it could have fucked my spine up for the rest of my life and i've done chiropractic stuff enough that i've like I know it has helped me. I'm more in that camp where it's like, I do feel like, yeah, I guess there's a chance maybe something heals yeah. on its own, but like I've gone to chiropractors and stuff. Yeah. It's felt better. So yeah. Um, I have three injuries and they're all pretty dumb. The, <laughs> well, actually there's more than that, but I could think of three and forgive me if we talked about this in fire escape before. I know people like make fun of us for not remembering the answer is almost stories. always. Yes. But, but it's fine. I also confuse it with like the beast cast or, uh, sure. Yeah. We've done uh, the lobby at GameSpot, but the one that, uh, we had an above ground pool at my first house I grew up in and my brothers, they're all older than me. I'm, I, so I was like, I think I was something like eight years old, which would have made my oldest and second oldest brother 18 and 17 respectively. And they used to do this thing where they'd crouch down underwater in the pool. I would stand on their shoulders and we would time it. So they would like jump up out of the water mm-hmm. and I would jump at the same time. Yep. I would get like 20 feet of air. It's almost like a double bounce on the trampoline type. Thing. Exactly. Like if you time it right, you yeah. can take off. Yeah. I would get like 20, 25 feet of air. Cause my, both my brothers and my 25 brother, feet. I probably, it was pretty You're not well, getting 25 feet. You can get some air, but that's ridiculous. Okay. Well, now get that you're spoiling the fun of the mile story, and a half in the air, like at least like 9,000 meters. Like I, I could see like Mars. Niagara Falls when I was up at the peak. Orbit. Okay. I was let's, in orbit. My say, dad had to send a ship. Yeah. Well, you say, well, you give me 15 feet. 
can I go? Can 15? I say fifteen? I will give you. Feet. I'll give you ten to twelve. Fifteen feet is not that egregious. I'm going to say fifteen because it's my okay. story. Okay. And oh my it gets God. funnier. You, when you hear the ending, the punchline, you'll be like, "Oh no!" Let's just say it was twenty-five. And we would do that. And my oldest brother was like this D one rower for Syracuse. So he was a pretty big dude. So he when he did it, I would go fucking flying. Like 35, 40 feet. And when I at one point we just we we got to we got to making it a game where my other, like my middle brother and my sister would be holding the inflatable tube and I would have to land in it. And one time my brother put the tube a little too far and I got launched into the air and I landed on my crotch on the edge of the above ground pool. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So I came down and like my brother saw it coming. So I remember being in midair coming down. I'm like, what is the best way to land on this wall? And I'm surprised the wall of the pool didn't collapse because I was, I mean, I was like 60 pounds. I don't know how much I weighed when I was eight, but I came down on it in the worst way possible right between my legs and then i like it was like a fucking movie like a comedy i just slid off the side like paralyzed god i would Um, still be laughing if i saw that my my brothers were doing the thing where they were clearly worried about me but they also just viscerally could not not laugh yeah absolutely i remember my sister was like he's probably i think he's dead I, Um, i think it's important no matter how bad the injury as long as you're not dead if it's funny looking, people should be allowed to laugh. You owe me that much, at least. Give yeah. me the laughs if I'm in pain. I I want the laughs, I, yeah. I remember I was going down the stairs once in, like, pajama pants that were too long for me, and they, so they went kind of <laughs> underneath my heel. And so I was, like, running down the, the stairs. I don't know why, but my mom and my sisters were down by the front door, and I was running down. And at one point, halfway down the stairs, like, my pants, I just slipped on them, and I ate shit so fucking hard. Like I went down, like, fucking eight steps, face planted just right in front of my mom and sisters. And it just must've looked hilarious. And I was in so much pain. I looked up and I could see them just like, Hoop! and I was like, <laughs> I remember in my pain, I just said like, it sucks, but I know it must just laugh. It's fine. Just, yeah, you just can laugh. It's very ahead. funny. It's very funny. And they just started cracking up and I was in severe pain, but they, they, I had to give them that. Um, God, I wish I, I would pay a lot of money. You go back in time and see that. The, <laughs> um, uh, the second hey. injury, the, the third one's really short, but the second, in- wait, what? Similarly to Dan's, once in college, I was walking through a crowded room and I was trying to step over stuff and I kicked over a giant jar of Jiffy peanut butter, which caused me to stumble. Then I stepped on this jar of peanut butter, which was now in a roll. (laughs) It rolled under me in a very comedic like fashion and I fell backwards on my back and ate shit and everybody just a saw flat me. back everybody bump there, just, yeah, yeah. Nice. but it was like a three-step motion I knocked over the jar of peanut butter I stood on the jar of peanut butter I slipped over on the jar of peanut butter and I ate shit onto the peanut butter <laughs> and I did get peanut butter on me oh okay that's the, a cherry on top I saw my friend once do the like the funniest fucking looking slip on ice uh you know in um Home Alone 2 when Marv slips on the ice or is it yes. one when he's doing that windmill thing to keep his balance mm-hmm. and then he slips anyway, my friend did that like the windmill thing for a straight eight seconds <laughs> and then finally just ate it. And I, I was laughing the entire time. I think I could have stopped him from falling, <laughs> but the second injury is I'll try to be quick with this. I know I'm taking a while. The second injury for one of my birthdays, my parents got me a new like BMX style bike. It was my first ever personal bicycle. I wasn't riding like one of my siblings or some friends. And I was riding the street, 
uh, in the suburbs, the neighborhood was set up. So there's like this main street. And then of course the blocks coming off it, the circular ones, I think I'm describing every suburb ever, but, uh, I remember I was riding around a curve and not really paying attention. I was looking down at the bike, like admiring the bike as I was going fairly fast. Like I was, how fast can this thing go? And then looking down at it, looking at how cool I looked. I ran straight into the back of a parked Camaro and I got <laughs> just catap- a Wayne's world bit. <laughs> I got catapulted over the car and rolled over the <laughs> hood. That's and, a straight up a scene from Wayne's world. Like, yeah. Hi Wayne. Takes shit. <laughs> but I was, no one had called me. I was just looking down at the bike and I smoked the back of the car and flew over. I told, I know I told the story on the beast cast because it's like an actual breakout YouTube video. You can search where I'm telling the story originally. I think Alex made it for the YouTube channel, but, um, <laughs> And then the third one was my friends and I went camping when I must have been like 22 and we all had cigars. And as a joke, I just looked at my friend and put the cigar on my wrist. And then he thought it was funny. I was burning myself and I kept it there for close to like, I, I it must have been long. I have a pretty gnarly scar still. But I just you have a scar from when you fucking bladed yourself with a candy cane. This is this is a recurring thing with you. It's just like trying to freak out your friends by injuring yourself in fucked up ways while making eye contact the yes. whole time. No, the cigar, the cigar was bad for like the next three weeks. It clearly got infected and stuff. But I still have a little bit. You can't see it on the video, but it's like hair won't grow on it. I have one on my butt too. That's not a joke, but no. we're all idiots. Yeah, those are my yeah. dumb. Those are my dumb injuries. All right, you guys want to do yeah. a Commissioner competition? Mary. Oh, do I want to defend my title? Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. Love to. All right, uh, I'm going to read this now, um, and then I'm going to go over the rules. Mm-hmm. All right. Hi, all. Long time, first time. Love the chaotic energy you all bring to the field. One of my favorite things on Google search is the people who ask um, section, where the algorithm attempts to show quick results um, related to what you've searched for. Yes. So yeah, like how do you get pregnant? We'll have relations of like, how do you get progurgonate and things like that? Mm-hmm. This never ending list can get very ridiculous very quickly. So I thought it'd be fun to quiz you on whether the following related searches are real or made up by me. The following quiz will contain real or fake related searches for the term Taco Bell. Okay. As an example, the first related search, so this will be a real search term that popped up, was what is Taco Bell's $5 box right now? And so that's something that they typed in. All they did was type Taco Bell, and the algorithm kicked back what is Taco Bell's $5 box right now. So this, this quiz is about someone who typed Taco Bell into a search menu, into Google search, and what auto related results came up. Even these are all going to be Taco Bell. Like you just typed in Taco Bell. So that says they are all something that is related to him Googling Taco Bell. Some of them he made up. Some of them are real. And your job is to decide whether or not they are fake or real. So the rules for this game are (laughs) I will be reading these, you know, down the line. I will read them one at a time. When I do that, you have to write. Uh. True or false? If you write, and then at the time, I will tell you to reveal, and you will both show your post-its, and you can also say at the same time what it is you said, but you have to flip them at the same time. Okay. Yes, I can do this. Yes, I got it. Okay, are you ready? Yes. 3-0, here we go. 
Oh my God. All right. So, uh, here is your first one. Wait, I guess I can just make one T and one F and just keep holding those up. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Okay. So if you type Taco Bell into Google search, is this an auto related risk? Like auto fill. We're doing T or F not yes or no. Right. Sure. True or false. Okay. Number one, how can I instantly poop? (laughs) Okay. Reveal. It's real. True. Oh, wait, we we should say what we're saying for people listening. I said true. Dan said false. I said false. Yeah, that's true. This is a podcast. (laughs) I will reiterate your answers from now on. Yeah, Yeah. Number two. Is Taco Bell safe for horses? Your options are T for true Wait, or F hang for on. false. Hang on. How many, like, it, it changes if it's like, if this is all out of a pool of five auto suggestions or 20, you know? He doesn't Does say, say how far down he's going, but there's 10 Quest, there's 10 results, and he's obviously not picking the first 10. So this can go pretty far down. Okay. Okay. Oh, we're just uh, basically, so we're guessing whether for horses. Okay. Reveal. You have both said false. The answer is it's fake. Good job. Yeah. Okay. I, I, this paper, it looks like a, is it Oregon? It does look or like Washington. Oregon, yeah. That's Washington. Washington. Isn't it? Oh, is yeah, that Washington. Washington. Oregon just it's a, a little, uh, rectangle? It's got the Washington little is the wolf, right? Yeah. Looks like a wolf. All right, anyway. What? Washington no. looks like a wolf head outline. Quit delaying it. Number three. <laughs> okay. Our horses. Wait, are you keeping score? Uh, yeah, you're winning. One, two. <laughs> Wait, uh, when did it to be? This, what? This is a regulated. Uh, do we have this written down somewhere? Uh, I have it in my brain, but it, are are we doing the thing where if you both get it right, it does nobody gets anything, right? No, no, yeah. Okay, no so it's still one it, zero. Me, so it's one, one zero. zero. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I have it. I'll write it okay. down, Dan. Okay. Okay. This is, is this like is this like when the server says, "Don't worry, I remember the orders," and then they bring me fucking jalapeno <laughs> cheese pizza. I just got a plate of sour cream. Okay. Okay. Or, um. All right. So I have it. One mic, zero, Dan. <laughs> I've written it down. Okay. Number three. Are horses turned into glue? True or false? So now it sounds like he's going off the previous. I mean, he's definitely trying to. There's definitely like a mental path he's taking here. Are horses made of glue? Are horses turned into glue? Yeah. Is this an automated result when you search Taco Bell? Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Reveal. You have both said true. It is true. Nice. Huh. I don't actually, I do think horses are turned into glue. That is also true. I but I, I'm are. amazed that that yeah. is an actual result. Um, okay. So uh, score is the same. Next question. Four. <clears throat> Can you legally punch a kangaroo?
reveal. Oh, we have another discrepancy. Mike has gone with true and Dan has gone with false. Um, can you legally punch a kangaroo is fake? Yes. <laughs> Tie it up. Here we go. All right. So Dan, How many questions are there? 10. Okay. Here we go. I don't like you're like. Uh, yeah, he's a pain. I'm getting like, <laughs> I'm getting like flashbacks. flashbacks to what happened to me. Yeah, um, yeah he's, right. he's a pain. Yeah, he's the worst. You guys have problems with winners, apparently. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. This is the stupidest competition. Number five. What should I eat for breakfast if I have anxiety? Question mark. Is that an automatic result that happens when you Google Taco Bell? What should I eat for breakfast if I have anxiety? Reveal. You both said true. This is true. All right. Okay. I got to pull ahead. Number six. Can fish get you high? True or false? Reveal. Oh, okay, we have a discrepancy. Mike said false and Dan said true to can fish get you high? It's true. Yes! Fuck yes, eat shit, dum dum. Here we go. <laughs> Keep this train a rolling. Yeehaw! Come on now. I hate to see it. Woohoo! Oh my god, he's such a villain. Um, all right, there's still time. Number I feel like seven. A foghorn Leghorn had a dirtier mouth. I say. Number seven. Can my dog? See angels? Question mark. Can my dog see angels? Reveal. Okay, we got two falses. This is false. It does come up when you search for Chipotle. What? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. I mean, I see angels when I eat Chipotle, but I'm a man. Uh, number eight. What are marshmallows made out of? Question mark. What are marshmallows made out of? Does this come up during a Taco Bell search? Reveal. Oh, we have a discrepancy. Mike says true. Dan says false. Uh, it is true. Real. <laughs> Tied up. <laughs> Tied up, baby. Two to two, baby. There's only two oh. left. Bitty there's, bitty only, boo. there's only two left. Wait, uh, so I, I don't okay. know if I have a tiebreaker. Oh, I do have a tiebreaker. I'll Google search Taco Bell. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Number nine. Is it normal for an eighty-year-old to sleep a lot? Question mark. Is it normal for an 80-year-old to sleep a lot? <clears throat> uh, 
reveal. You've both said false. The answer is false. Oh, comes down to the last one. Reputation to uphold here. (laughs) Number 10. Did anyone steal a base in the World Series? Question mark. Did anyone steal a base in the World Series? Reveal. You both said true, and it's true. <laughs> I knew that'd be true because my dad always texts me. Where it's like, you get a free taco today because somebody stole a base in the World Series. So I know that's a promotion. Yep. Damn. Um. Mm. Yeah, you gotta. We gotta. Or you could search something. Tell us the search term, and then we. Yeah, but you have to take the time to make something. That's potentially Make something up. Yeah, that puts it on you. I need to know when it says people also ask. How do you find more of those weird ones? That's a good question. I was assuming this was just the like auto suggestion, like as you type it in and it auto fills like the things down there. But I maybe mean, none of mine talk else. about killing horses. I mean, I, we could just say champion's advantage and a tie goes to the champ. Oh you know, my God. Let me solve lot, this. You know? Let me, I'm sure there's a way to do this properly and stop him. I mean, I guess if I lose, I got a really good excuse because, you know, I didn't lose the uh, the quiz that was sent in. But if I win, I can still go. Oh, no, so Mary, this, scroll this down. Mary, out. so search Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, scroll down. There is a, like, it's like a, it's broken up. Like, I don't know. I searched Taco Bell. It shows oh, me you can't be looking at stuff, Mike. I'm not. So we should not do Taco Bell. But yeah, so people also ask. You see it now? Yep. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to do it for, like, Chipotle or something? No, let's do something that we both know equally. Okay, what do you both know equally? Russian literature. <laughs> I, I was, <coughs> I was gonna say like Mario, which is not sure. Um, but also, it doesn't even matter. Like, talk about no. knowledge did not play into that last thing no, at all, except for the stealing the base. I guess that. Um, let's go. How about MacGruber? Okay. Because I don't know what the fuck would come up there. I don't either. That's and then Mary, yeah. And we both talk about it and watch it all the time. We've seen it together numerous times. All three of us have. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be tough for Mary to make something false up. That's if, the thing. That's, I just, I would lean towards his champion's advantage and just say, shut you know, the fuck. a tie goes to me. He's but, the you worst. Know. He's the worst person. No, that can't possibly be true. Or you could look up like a trivia question about something. Okay. I think it has to be sent in by 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 viewers, listeners. I think you're nervous of losing your title. Yeah, he is. No, I just think if I lose it, I think that would be under nefarious circumstances, and I like this to be uh, above the the level. You know. I don't think anything we do is above the level. Oh this yeah, Mary, is... Mary, just search. How about math? Google math. You say math equation. Also- whoever yells out the answer correctly wins. Really? <laughs> no. Or a spelling bee. 
Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I'll do oh, spelling. really? Spelling bee? You want to do it? <laughs> yeah, you sure. want to fucking do it? Let's do a fucking spelling bee, Mike. <laughs> what is this character? Do you want to fucking do it? What? Yes. Fucking Happening. spelling bee me. Sure. Do it. All right. Yes. Okay, wait. You will rue the fucking day. <laughs> All right. Hold on. <laughs> also, we got a hand check the whole fucking time so people know okay. that we're not fucking like, right. looking anything up. You How can check are the, the rules Patreon of video. This? Do you want me to tell you a word and you both write it down? Or yeah. do you each get yeah. a word and the person who is wrong first loses? Because it's different. I, words, I think right? the, the, the writing it down thing is is best. Okay. I mean, typically in a spelling bee, at the end it'll be like, the, oh, if, if you get it right, then you have to do one more to like lock it in. But like, we have the benefit of being able to write it down. I think we do that. Okay. Are we in agreement? Sure. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go to spelling bee lists for seventh and eighth graders. I'm and not Mike, kidding. Put you, keep your fucking hands on the cam so people know we're not looking anything up. No, yeah, no cheating. Honors let me, code, wait, let okay? Me, let me use the card I was already using. This is my truth card. I think it would be funny if I made you guys read them out loud in a, you know, and like say the sentence. Um. All right, are you ready? Yes. All right, your first word is leisure. Leisure. Got it. Not sure my handwriting's terrible. It's irrelevant. No, it's not. Okay, well, are we saying it out loud or are you just showing you? Uh, you should, I don't well, know. Well, if we say it out loud, one has to go first and the other one could change you it. Can on, on that, you so. can't change it. It's written down. That's right. So if you ever want to call our bluff, do it, you know. Okay. Um, go ahead, Dan. L-E-I-S-U-R-E. Leisure. L-E-I-S-U-R-E, leisure. Yeah, okay, you got it. Good job. <clears throat> Can you do like... Hard words? High school level, maybe? Mm. I think middle school, we might be here a bit. <clears throat> I thought it would be funny oh. if you lost to an eighth, eighth grade word. But no, it I'm... would be funny, yeah. All right, let me see. I almost so, went to nationals, motherfucker. Let's do this. Oh, my God. He was so intense about it. Oh, that's my thing. That's probably my best skill is spelling. <coughs> I used a pirated version of Word for 600 video game reviews. Never had a fucking spelling error. My oh, the, the pirated version didn't have spell check. That's an important part of the story. All right. <laughs> I, was like, I, I understood the brag, but it, you did leap over a pretty big I think that was a very important part. <laughs> I understood exactly what you're saying. I was like, that's impressive. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. All right. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. I would not want any of these words. Tourniquet. The word is tourniquet. This pen sucks, but yes, I have it. Uh, am I going first this time? Yes. Uh, all right. T-O-U-R-N-I-Q-U-E-T. That's correct. Dan? <laughs> it's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you write? I'm curious. That! I'm, I'm already crossing it. Oh! I thought you lost. No! You oh, made you it sound like it you wrong. had lost. Okay. No, no he has it. What, okay. do you cr- what did you cross out? I started When you said it, I started crossing mine out so I could write the next word because uh, I knew you had it gotcha. right. Uh, okay. 
I'm just gonna go to some harder words. I'm amazed. I could not do this. I'm very impressed by both of you. I would not be able to. Well, spell leisure this. was easy. Yeah. I fucking don't want to spell any of this shit. I want the drinking spelling bee at the three three one club in Minneapolis every fucking time. Drunk. Drunk. Yeah, it's a drink spell. You got a free drink every time you spell the word right. I just like don't understand. You guys are crazy. This is my thing. I'm gonna feel like a damned fool if I lose this. I got a reputation to uphold. Uh, sorry, I'm just like looking at lots and lots of words and trying to find one I think is actually difficult. You guys obviously are very good at this. Should be better with a thicker marker. I I would appreciate that, but only if you can write properly with it. I, I will try. I will try. Did you go into the stationery? Uh, that's a, that's a different marker, isn't it? The one you held up earlier. It's like you went into the stationery store and said, "I'll have the chode sharpie." I uh, no, that's a I'm making a sign for a wrestling event sharpie. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which means it's pretty old because I'm no Mark these days. <coughs> oh, God. Okay. I can't even pronounce these. All right. You ready? Yeah. Yep. Got to be a word we've heard of. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, if it's not, no, if it's not, we just got to figure it out. I guess. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Efflorescence. 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 I'll Google it so I can say it in a sentence. Efflorescence is a crystalline deposit of salt that can form when water is present in or on brick, concrete, or stone. Efflorescence. Ooh, there's one thing that could trip me up. Dan, it's like just watching a fucking mad genius child at an event. I'm going to be honest. I'm not completely confident in this. I'm not either. I have two spellings. I'm trying to figure out which one yeah, to go with. Yeah, I'm going to go with what I did first, but I, I got to say I'm not. I I'm tried not to get a really hard word. I went with a long one. Well, we might both <laughs> miss it. We might, yeah. Uh, who well, was supposed mine. to go first on this one? Is it you? Dan is Dan is first. All right. Am I supposed yeah. to read it? Yeah. E-F-F-L-U-R-E-S-C-E-N-S-E. Efflorescence. That is incorrect. My first are spelling. E-F-F-L-U-O-R-E-S-S-E-N-S-E. You're both wrong. <sighs> what was it? Thank God. E-F-F-L-O-R-E-S-C-E-N-C-E. Dan was closer, okay. but that's mm. not how this works. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. No, it's just not. Well, so we got a winner. We got a winner. That's no. no. not how it no. Winner. You guys should have known how to spell efflorescence. No, no, I didn't. That's beyond me. I use my false. I'll admit when I'm defeated. Um, I'm just looking. Hold on, sorry. Um, I, each time this we do this, I have to like find shit. another very difficult game or word. <laughs> I have to like. I told, I told you how some of my favorite wines smell like sharpies. 
I could see the smelling like a wine. It's like that, I'm yeah, it's so like that glad I didn't do this one. I would die from this type of um, this type of battle. Like I'm I'm stressed thinking about it on your behalf. I love it. I, I love it. I suck at this shit. Oh man, I used to sit on stage with they would give you a paperclip just to fuck with while you were nervous. And oh man, loved it. I won orchestra was my winning word in the seventh grade spelling bee. Well, now I know not to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at um, fucking state, I lost the word sorcerer, and my dad was in the crowd thinking I had it made because I probably saw it a million times in the Zelda, but I still don't know E-R or O-R at the end. Get it wrong every fucking time. Must be O-R. Or is it E-R? Because I think it's, it's E-R. First. Fuck, that's it. It's still is there a sorcerer in Elden Ring? Yeah, I mean, I've seen the word a million times, but for some reason, that's the one word my brain doesn't The word, up. The word that I like misspelled for most of my life was separate. The A S-E-P, in the middle is, is A. E R A T E. No, it's A R, and I always that spell is it a E-R. that's a funky one. That's yeah. a funky one. R rate, yeah. Oh my <laughs> Those god! Noises that come out of your mouth. <laughs> this guy's a like. Woman. I remember. I remember the. Um... No, it's tied. What? Yeah, I'm just saying. This is the tiebreaker we're trying to do. I know. This is sudden death. Um, I remember the National Spelling Bee winner word when I was like a senior in high school was autochthonous. It's like I don't another know how word. To say some of these words. I'm too stupid to say them. <laughs> Pick one. I can't. I can't use ask Google, you to spell something use I Google can pronunciation. Say. Okay. Prosciutto. It's like another word for what is it? Prosciutto. Fair. He goes to fancy dinner places all the time. Yeah, you're, but you're, you're like a, a cheese speller. lover. Yeah, I have a fucking nacho cheese and easy cheese. All right, Amanda would murder me if I got this wrong. All right, I wrote it down. Uh, who who's saying it first? We spelled it the same way. So yeah, we spelled it the same way, and I spelled it correctly. So we got P R O S. C-I-U-T-T-O. Okay, great job. I obviously need the hardest word in the whole world. <laughs> That's, no, prosciutto is just, I Don't just, do fancy guy words. That's his. Okay, his, I won't do fancy guy do. words. <laughs> yeah. It's on the list of, uh, of, of words, for the record. It's on the list. Okay. okay. I'm not like. I'm saying if you do Savignan, he's going to know it. Savignan? <laughs> oh my God. Pretty much, yeah. Cabernet. Cabernet Salvigan. I like this. I, I This has become a completely different quiz. It's I'm a fine. totally different thing. I love and it. I'm suffering. Look, I don't get to do a lot of spelling bees at 37. I'll I'll take it. Um uh, yeah. mnemonic. Mnemonic. If you want me to use it in a sentence, tell me now, because I have to Google it, because I'm too stupid. Uh, All right, who's going first? Dan, you read it. We spelled it differently. Oh, here we go. Mine is P-N-E-U-M-O-N-I-C. I did the same thing, but without the U. You're both wrong. What? I know there's... What is it? M N E M O N I C. 
Oh, wait. So this isn't like mnemonic device. No. Damn it. Wait, do you mean to look up mnemonic then? (laughs) Oh, wait, yeah, look up mnemonic device. Mnemonic device? Okay, here we go. M, uh, M N E M O N I C. Wait, mnemonic device doesn't start with a P? Mnemonic device. What am I confusing it with? What are we both confusing it with? (laughs) Pneumonia? Really? Mnemonic device. Am I stupid? Huh. No, you, I mean, you got the internet at your we disposal. Bo- no, we both we had the some same. fucking markers. Yeah, no, it is It is MN. Weird. It's Do M- I win? You know what? No. You're- <laughs> are we thinking of Johnny Mnemonic? Is Johnny Mnemonic spelled You are one? probably Johnny. No, Johnny Mnemonic is with an M. Fuck. Yeah, it is weird. Why did I think it was a... Why did we both think it was a P? Well, because Mary said mnemonic, which... What did I was PN. Don't blame me. You said no, probably, mnemonic. It's probably Mary's fault. I'm not saying you mispronounce it, but like... We were spelling it. Yeah, I don't know. We both got it wrong. Why did we both do that? Yeah, Johnny Mnemonic. I fucking, wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably Mary's fault. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's keep them coming. Rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Find Rapid one that, fire? I yeah. can't even find R-A-P-I-D. <laughs> Hyphen. I'm trying to find really hard ones so that somebody gets tripped up. Because some of these we are just, just words. Yeah, but you both got tripped up. I just got to find one. I just got to get one of you. How about Schwarzenegger? Okay. S C H W A R Z E N E G G E R. McConaughey. Uh, cantaloupe. See, cantaloupe. cantaloupe? Is, that, is that the word? Okay. Oof. I'm gonna fucking just get one of you. <laughs> right, uh, I'll first. use it in a sentence. That bitch ate a cantaloupe. <laughs> <clears throat> you done? All right. All right. Uh, we spelled it the same way again. <laughs> uh, wait, did oh, wait, you? No, we didn't. No, Dan did C-A-N-T-A. I, okay, I went C-A-N-T-E-L-O-U-P-E. Oh, oh, did I fuck up? You guys, yeah, you one of you is right and one of you is wrong. Fuck. What is it? Spell is it, 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 it. airy? Is it airy? C-A-N-T-A-L-O-U-P-E. Yes! Yes! Eat shit! I'm the smartest fucking three times undefeated. Suck my balls, you dumb motherfucker. Let's do it. Here we go. <coughs> Woo! I can tell by Mary's face that Dan got it right because she's like, I don't want to say that. <laughs> when she was like say. defeated by it, I was like, oh, I think I won. I think I won. Uh-huh. Oh, eat shit forever, you dumb motherfucker. Here On we go. Cantaloupe. Woo! Let's go party. Here we go. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, cantaloupe. I gotta go get some cantaloupe. We're gonna get some cantaloupe at fucking 12, 13 in the morning. Cantaloupe sucks. Oh, uh, I love it now. Cantaloupe. Give me the cantaloupe. Can't get enough cantaloupe. I don't like cantaloupe anymore. It's my favorite. Your microphone doesn't know. All right. Yeah! Fuck! Yeah! There you go! Fuck you! Stop him! Good job! Good job! All right. Good job! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you, everyone! Thank you! That was uh, that was from John K from the Bay. Thanks a lot, John. Now the funny thing is, I almost went to nationals as well. Yeah. I. But he lost uh, a cantaloupe. No, I didn't actually make it. Uh, I got sick like last minute. I would have met you there, but I think I wasn't eligible in, you know, 2011. No, this would have been 2000. 
I don't know. The joke is you're very young. I know. I guess. <laughs> 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 you if only fucking, I do the thing where it's like, oh, it's the seventies. If only the other, yeah. Tolstoy talked about cantaloupe more. Yes, I love All Lord right. of the Rings. All right. Tolstoy. Tolstoy? Okay, yeah. Which one's the terror, Tolstoy? What's she? <laughs> the Tolkien. Tolkien. <laughs> I just J R T O L K I E N. Eat shit. Spell Dostoevsky. D O S T E. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm not a fucking dork. Just <laughs> <laughs> bragging about spelling bees. I'm a. Fu- I'm oh man. Cool. All right. Well, again, if you can uh, rate us five stars on Spotify, yeah. or if you want to rate us below five stars, just put your address there and expect a visit from yours truly. Um, pick your weapon. We'll do it. Outside of that, firescapecast at gmail.com. If you have any other quiz ideas that we will just quickly turn into spelling bees. Neutral, neutral, no, no, uh, no's, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Skewing it towards any particular member. It's got to be a neutral general knowledge thing. Yeah, because Taco Bell wasn't skewed at all. Yeah, but that was a weird one. It's all like, uh, those weren't even like, I wasn't at an advantage there. The base stealing was, you definitely were. That one I knew because of my dad. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Either way. Oh, your um, dad's not freaking out about free tacos. <laughs> no. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash firescape or firescapecast.com to either treat it as a tip jar because you appreciate what we do, Worst. or you can uh, get access to ad free episodes and our video versions. So you could see uh, all the, the wonderful things that we do on camera that you won't see if you're just listening. All sorts um, of fun jokes. Yeah. And as always, you can find us at Firescape Cast on the socials. Dan, what do you have going on in the meantime? Uh, Dan Reichert on all the uh, social stuff. Painting the stream this week. We watched Geely, which I know is one of the most notoriously terrible movies of all time. I promise the actual movie is unfathomably worse than you've heard. Uh, so yeah, check that out. And then yeah, Twitch and all that business. So good times. Mary, what about you? Um usual twitch and um doing the next lander cozy game on wednesdays so good stuff cool my stuff's over on polygon go check it out there uh as always thank you so much to everybody who joined we'll be back in two weeks well no 13 days i should say i'm assuming unless there's some weird embargo we will be back on march 28th um do I have anything else? I feel like there's something I might be forgetting. I don't think so. No, I think we're good. I think that's all. I think that's everything. Thanks, everybody. And Mary, thanks, thanks for letting Dan win again. We'll see you guys I the after tried. Party for my victory. <laughs> I thought you could spell cantaloupe. Uh, I feel like that's I, I thought I could. Oh, were you trying to help him? Do you just admit you tried to help him and I defeated them anyway because I of my prowess? I would they would both, you would both have a decent chance at cantaloupe. It mm. felt like a neutral fruit. I haven't eaten a fruit I since blame 1998. Myself. I blame I can't myself. Do it based on foods that you do and do not eat, Dan. I, I blame you myself. I'll spell them right no matter what. Yeah, because you spelled mnemonic right. You did too. I didn't say I did, but you said you spell them right no matter what. Well, pink. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.